93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Friday, November 15th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A high school student killed two classmates, wounded three others, and then shot himself in the head Thursday morning at a high school in Santa Clarita, California. The suspect, who turned 16 on Thursday, was hospitalized in grave condition. The shooting was first reported at 7.38 a.m. and then took 16 seconds. Moments after shots rang out, first responders on the scene were three off-duty law enforcement personnel who had just dropped their own children off at the school. They saw children fleeing the campus and immediately went inside to find out what was happening. Six students, including the gunman, were found in the quad area suffering from gunshot wounds. The first off-duty officer to arrive at the quad saw a 45 caliber semi-automatic handgun at the scene and determined it was safe enough to begin providing first aid. Their actions definitely saved lives. Lives. My hat's off to them, said the Los Angeles County Sheriff Alex Villanueva. The school resource deputy was also on the scene moments later. He said all six students were transported to hospitals where two of them, a 16-year-old girl and a 14-year-old boy, were later pronounced dead. A seventh person who was transported to a hospital for a medical issue or injury that was not caused directly by the gunfire. The surviving victims were described as two girls, ages 14 and 15, and a boy, 14 years old. Uh, the boy was re- released from the Henry Mayo Hospital. Delaware officials have now classified the death of a teacher whose body was found in the Brandywine River as a homicide. 50-year-old oh. Susan Ledyard of Wilmington was found in the river near Church uh, Church Street Bridge on July 23rd. Officials said Thursday uh, that she died of a result of blunt force trauma and drowning. Troopers responded to Walker's Mill Road in the area of Rising Sun Lane Bridge for a report of a suspicious vehicle on the morning of July 23rd. Police said when they arrived, they found an unoccupied black 2016 Honda Civic, which came back registered to Susan. Susan Ledyard. The, this location where the vehicle was located uh, and where the Rising Sun Lane Bridge spans the Brandywine River is approximately three miles upriver from where Susan's body was recovered. Uh, through various investigative leads and measures, investigators have been able to create a timeline of Susan's activities on that day. However, officials said a gap exists between the hours of 3 a.m. and 7 a.m. Detectives are asking for anyone who believes that they may have seen Susan during that four-hour time frame or has any information regarding this case to please come forward forward. Ledyard was a teacher at the Academy Park High School in Sharon Hill since 2006. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Delaware State Police Homicide Unit. Just days before the Philadelphia Eagles take on the New England Patriots, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers say they seized more than $500,000 in fake sports championship rings. U.S. Customs agents at the Philadelphia International Airport inspected a box coming in from China uh, going to Drexel Hill with a declared value of $14. Suspicious agents opened it up and found 11 counterfeit championship rings. Wow. And they're worth 14 bucks. No, no, no. They, so when you uh, send a package, you have to declare the value of it. They declared oh, the value. Okay. All right. Only gotcha. $14. There was one ring. Well, that explains my Sipper Bowl ring. Sipper <laughs> Bowl. <laughs> it was you who bought it? Yeah. There, there was one ring for the New York Yankees, one ring for the Houston Astros, and as Steve Sapp of U.S. Customs and Border Protection said it, nine from the evil empire of the New England Patriots. Agents verified through league and team trademark holders that the rings were fake. If the rings were authentic, the value would have been about 526 So they're saying somebody could have bought, you know, spent a lot of money and and bought this ring thinking it was real. No one was arrested, but agents sent a letter asking the sender to provide proof. The items are authentic. At that point, they have the option to dispute it or abandon the merchandise, which is likely what happens. Well, I I don't understand what the, the issue is here. 
You're not allowed to sell fake rings. Are they selling them? <laughs> is that what this is? That's probably what yeah, they're coming probably, up for. That's why they seized them. It's yeah. like selling fake Rolexes. So they, they, say they, they say they see it a lot of a lot of times. They seize stuff like this all the time, fake memorabilia, because it's coming over to the United States and people are presenting it as real and people are getting ripped off. But I mean, I've, I've heard of, you know, ones that aren't real that they make just for show. You, I mean, you buy from Mar- companies. Marissa, yeah. yeah, she has one, I think. Or uh, well, actually, I saw you wearing one one time. Yeah, so a friend of mine has one because she works for the Eagles, and they sign an agreement that says that they will not sell it. So you're not allowed to sell it if you receive one from a team. <clears throat> So a replica so, ring. Even like if a, it's real? Yeah, if it's real, you're not allowed to, like, put it, like, second into the... To huh. sell it anywhere. So you can't put it on eBay, even if you're short for money. All I right. think you have to, like, give it back to the team or something. I guess, like, the Oscars. They won't let you resell an Oscar right. award. Yeah, right. So that's also just, it can't exist. It can't be replicated. Oh, okay. So agents are taking this seriously and say the seizure plays a role in the overall picture of protecting the national economy. They say they see a lot of people who try to take advantage of sports fans by selling fake memorabilia. Last year, Philadelphia Customs agents seized $35 million in fake consumer goods and about $1.4 billion across the country. See, this screws me up because I keep all my Super Bowl rings on Miami and, uh, oh. you know, because it's <laughs> the rings and now mm-hmm. it seems some of them may not be legit. It throws, throws me off here. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers continue their road trip with a game in Oklahoma City tonight against the Thunder. The Sixers are 7-4 and four and in 5th place in the Eastern Conference, while the Thunder are 4-7 and seven and in 11th place in the Western Conference. Tip-off is scheduled for 8 o'clock. The Flyers, who have points in 7 straight games and are in 3rd place in the Metro Division, travel to Ottawa to play the Senators, who are in last place in the Atlantic Division. The puck drops at 7.30. And in Thursday night football, the Cleveland Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 21-7, but the bigger story was the brawl that happened at the end of the game. Browns yeah. defensive and Miles Garrett was ejected in the closing seconds after ripping the helmet off quarterback Mason Rudolph and striking him in the head with it. Browns defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi, who pushed Rudolph to the ground from behind after the Steelers quarterback had been hit by Garrett and Pittsburgh center Marquise Pouncey were also ejected. Pouncey jumped into Garrett and kicked him as Steelers teammate David DeCastro pinned Garrett to the ground. Cleveland coach Freddie Kitchens afterward called Garrett's actions embarrassing and said that there was no excuse for what Garrett had done. He added, I've never seen that in my life. It's not good. They had to kick that guy out of the league. I, I mean, agree. It was completely violent. Uh, I, I mean, in a violent yeah. sport, but well, this is a violent sport. But, but an unprotected head, yeah. and you're purposely swinging you know the a cops helmet got that could right? crack, their, crack this guy's skull. Well, they should. The yeah. cops went into Absolutely. the locker room. Like, that's a saw that doesn't matter that it's happening on a football field or not. not. In a game, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, ripped that off of his head. That was violent enough, and then hit him with it. Yep. Terrible. Yep. Uh, that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you, Kath. Welcome uh, to the end of the work week, Friday morning, and all its glory. Everybody ready to go. We have uh, stuff to give away this morning, people to meet. It's going to be a wonderful day. Our Word of the Week prize, we're going to unload that, a $500 Ashley Home Stores gift card. We will have your chance to win at the end of the program. Uh, we are also going to have uh, some members of the WWE stopping by because the uh, superstars are uh, tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. So we will have, and I've, I've been told the proper pronunciation because I messed this guy's name up, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be here this morning. And uh, Sammy Zion, Zane is going to be here. Zubba Zane. Zubba Zane. 
Uh, so they're going to stop in in the 8 o'clock hour. And then you have a, a guest who comes by from time to time, Mr. John O'Hurley. Yeah. Of course, from uh, Seinfeld fame. And he's in town for the uh, National Dog Show, which is going to be Saturday and Sunday at the Expo Center in Oaks this year. Full-blown tradition now. Yeah, so uh, we will have him stopping in. Let's see. during. The, okay, they're taping it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they tape it this weekend and then, okay, run it and then back it runs Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving okay. Yeah. So uh but John's great, so he's gonna be popping in the nine o'clock hour. And we also have this guy who's got a very interesting campaign on board for our friends at Wawa. He he brought an injustice to light. Yep. And so we'll we'll clear all that yes. up when he gets here. And there's a uh, charity component to it. There. I think it's great. A charity that we're behind, which is uh, going to be very cool. So Speaking maybe, of charity event, you no, are uh, performing for a charity event oh, tonight, are you not? Yeah, tonight uh, the band is playing. Uh, Saint, we will be at Chaps in Eagleville. Steve Morrison is coming out. He's gonna. I'm going to. Uh, Maybe we'll have you do that live. I was gonna live. I'm. I'm gonna. I like the Saint T-shirt that you uh, previewed you. last night. I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna purchase one tonight. Awesome. Yeah. They're 25 bucks, and uh, the money is gonna go to the Camp Out for Hunger. Okay. So you can only get the shirt at the gig tonight. Yeah. We don't have them online or anything. Okay. These. We. We only. We only created a small batch. We've got, oh. Yeah. Limited offer. It's a limited, limited offer. Okay, That's why I'm wow. picking it up. Yeah. Now, the, way so, I, the way you pick up Super Bowl rings at the airport. Yo, man. If I give you 25 <laughs> yeah. bucks, will you pick me up one too? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I used to do course. that uh, yeah. back in the day when people were going to concerts. Yeah, yeah man, give me a concert. Shirt. Get a shirt for me, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it should be it should be pretty cool. It is tonight. Uh, I, and I and I say this uh, with, with all sincerity. Don't have your expectations way too high. You're playing for a bar. It's we a bar have a scenario. good time. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's middle aged dudes rocking out. <laughs> so, uh, but it's for a good cause. So come out. It's going to be cool. Chaps in uh, Eagleville, West Norton, whatever that part of the, of the PA is, you want to call it. So, uh, thank you for that. Oh, no problem. That. All right, uh, we have these things and more taking place through the uh, course of the morning show. So we'll go ahead and break. Come back in a second. Some entertainment stories. To run by you, and also it's Friday, so we'll do the movie preview of uh, yes. what can expect the box office this weekend. Stay there; we'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR, Facebook, Twitter—you know the usual places. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. What does this mean? I hate Steven Singer. Well, for starters, my competition really hates me. Watch as we get closer and closer to Black Friday. All my competition will start having their crappy sales. I must be in a business of idiots. What magical, mystical thing happened that made this diamond ring seventy percent less? You're just too smart to buy this crap. Buy real jewelry from a real jeweler. Come to Steven. Singer on Jewelers Row. One place, one price. Or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. We are going to give away a pair of movie tickets from Fandango. I got this question via uh, listener Stephen Jackson, who says he's the hot dog guy. Stephen Jackson. Oh, the hot dog guy. You know, the hot dog guy. Yeah. So the question that he sent to me has to do with Walt Disney. Now, before Walt's wife, Lillian, convinced him to change uh, it to Mickey, what had Disney named him? So Mickey Mouse was somebody else beforehand. What was his name before it was changed to Mickey which is what his wife had suggested. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. I have some birthdays to mention on Friday, November 15th, while we're going through. Uh, it is Ed Asner's birthday today. Wow, how old? Uh, he is 90 years old today. 90 years old. I was watching a John Wayne movie with Ed Asner in it. Uh, this is obviously from years ago. And uh, he's got more hair than he 
obviously does now, it doesn't look right. It looks weird. Stop doing that, young Ed Asner. Right, right. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore show, Lou Grant. And Lou Grant was a... uh, It was was a drama. Straight, yeah. A little little bit of humor, but he was was the uh, the editor of a newspaper. Yeah. yeah. And it was actually really well done. And, uh, but uh, you know what? I'll say his crowning career achievement, Up. Yeah, I was about to say he was the lead voice in Up, and uh, he's great in it. Uh, 90 years old today. Beverly D'Angelo. Love her. From the National Lampoon Vacation movies. You know, she's excellent in Coal Miner's Daughter. She plays Patsy Cline. Yeah. And she does all her singing. Correct, yeah. I just don't like what has happened to her voice. She's got that old lady smoker voice now. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) She's 68 today. Uh, Actor Sam Waterston. Uh, Law and Order. Great actor. 79 years old today. Great character actor. And I think his crowning achievement would be the fake uh, medicine ad on SNL. Yes. Where the robots... Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh They're trying to scare senior citizens into believing that the robots are going to come for their... Their medications. Right. So that's why you had to get with their health plan. I love it. Uh, he's 79. Yep. Chad Kroger of Nickelback. And uh, Chad turns 45 years old today. We were talking about Nickelback yesterday and the uh, but the Canadian law that states there's a ratio of Canadian music that must be played on Canadian radio. Yes. Yeah. And what would you say it was, Casey? You were just up there. Uh, it's 30%. 30%. All right. It's somewhere in that neighborhood. It's not quite 50%, yeah. but uh, we had... Um, uh, because we were, I listened to radio up there. I'm like, oh, right. Let me let me see what Canadian radio is all about. Right. And, and there were you know, some songs. I'm like, I've never heard of this one because I went to the rock station. Yeah, I've never heard of this band ever. Yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah we, they we, su- they support their own for sure. Uh, so Chad is uh, 45 <laughs> years old today. So and for for us, uh, like a, a complete 180. You know, once we realized he gets it, yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, once we had him in here, it was great. Uh, then we have Ani Fried Linkstad, who is one of the singers of ABBA. Which one is she? I, she's, the, she's the she's the blonde, right? Yes, because the dark haired one is Frida. And Frida did a, a song that I like with Phil Collins. Uh, what was it? I can see that you won't be long. I would have to hear it. I, it sounds vaguely yeah. familiar. I, I I remember she did. Uh, I know there's something going on, which was a solo yeah. hit for her. Uh, but uh, Ani Fried Lingstad is 74 years old today. Uh, actor Johnny Lee Miller, who is the ex-husband of Angelina Jolie, ah right, is 47 today. He was in Train Spotting and Hackers and Mind Hunters, and I have no idea who he is. Well, uh, yeah, he does. He I think he pops up occasionally now. But I remember when that movie Hackers came out. The whole concept. I never even heard the term hacking for computers. Yeah. Johnny Lee Miller. Okay, well, he is 47 today. Shailene Woodley, uh, actress, uh, Fault in Our Stars, the Divergent series. She's also in the series that you guys watch. Yeah, uh, Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. You know what? HBO. I like I that theme song for that show. Yeah. I got to look that up. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I'm like... That song I might actually listen to on my iPod. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it an actual song from a band, or is it written for the, uh, you know the what? show I don't itself? Know. I don't know. It's it's kind of... Is it the Pina Colada song? It is it not is the not. Pina Colada song. Is it Michael Kiwanuka? Cold Little Heart? Yeah, that's, I think that's it. Yeah, he's a good uh, singer-songwriter. Uh, okay. Michael Kiwanuka. Kiwanuka. Uh-huh. Uh, Shailene Woodley is 28 today. Uh, oh, yeah. And then the last birthday I saw is uh, Asia Kate Dillon... 
who is from billions and billions <laughs> and billions. <laughs> Uh, and orange is the new black. And uh, Asia is non-binary, so oh. uh, does not identify as male or female. She's also, well, uh, well uh, he, they, I guess yeah, is what they. you say. They are also in um, John Wick uh, oh. Chapter 3, right? Parabellum is in that the... Maybe. I, I, isn't I, I that the they that's in the thing that's they? If her name is, I'm sorry, if, they if, are Asia, if, if Asia's oh. name is Asia, I, I was expecting her to be... Uh, um, they. they to be Asian, but they're not. Well, yeah, if your name is Asia, you don't have to be Asian. I, but I just assumed, you, just you know, when I saw that. Assume. So I'm like, all right, well, what My name is, is Steve, that? and I'm not from Steve Land. <laughs> that makes no sense. All right, so uh, Asia Wait. is 35. Is today. that the actor yes. in, in John Wick 3? Okay. Yes, it yes. is. And uh, in that role, Preston, I don't know if you've seen it, I that actor, they... Uh, is very good. Okay. I, yeah, you know what? I got to get around to it yeah. when it eventually makes its way onto uh, home platforms. All right. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Uh, before Walt Disney's wife Lillian convinced him to change it to Mickey, what was Mickey's uh, first name? 215 263 WMMR. And I will go to Doug. Yo, Doug. That's what I get to do. Uh, Very uh, nice. Yeah. Well done. Right down to the two. That's what I get to do. The right. two is the tricky part. The two. <laughs> Doug, what's the name that we're talking about? It's Mortimer. 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 <laughs> that would have been a disaster. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Mortimer. Uh, Doug, hang on the line. We are going to set you up with a pair of movie tickets from Fandango. Start your engines. Race into theaters with tickets from Fandango to see the action-packed rivalry of Ford versus Ferrari. Don't get sold out. You can head to Fandango.com slash get tickets. The do, the do, the do, the do, the do, the do. All right, a lot to get to, All so right. let's dive right into it. Angelina Jolie is ready to move on with her dating life after a very public ugly split from Brad Pitt. Uh, Jolie, an insider, tells us weekly, has been on a few dates, believe it or not. Who, anybody uh, high profile? Anyone no. we know? Is nope. she going like with the apps? It says she nothing. The, the farmer's app? Nothing serious has emerged. Uh, she isn't uh, closed to the idea of meeting someone new, but it's not her main priority, says the source. She's all about focusing on the kids, her job. What about J-Date? And cleaning up her messy divorce. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, recently, Jolie has hinted in interviews to a new phase in her life, explaining revisiting her role in Maleficent has helped. Uh, no plans to marry again, according to the source. Even it's if she, wise. even if she does get serious about someone, she will never get married again. They said uh, she felt that Brad pressured her into getting married, and it was something that she never wanted to do in the first place. So let me ask you something: with all her, the legendary stuff in the Angelina Jolie resume, like the vial of Billy Bob's blood and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think a, a sexual encounter with her would be over the top? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I think it would. Do you be... think it'd be S and Mish or uh, no. uh, gothish? No, I think it would be almost spiritual and yeah. kind of tantra esque. Maybe you know what I mean. First, you must bathe in the pudding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what exactly? Oh, oh, oh. What okay. is that? What we do? That is what we do. You guys ever see the movie Original Sin with her and Antonio Banderas? Uh-uh. It's not a very good movie. It's erotic, though, is it not? Uh, there are three or four explicit sex scenes with those two having sex. Okay. All right. That's two Was good pudding. Po- good looking people having sex in pudding. <laughs> I don't pudding. remember pudding. All I have are snack packs. All right. Uh, Kristen Stewart and Shia LaBeouf. These are two odd people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, have both had, They've both had pretty wild lives. They uh, bonded over their past, present, and future in a candid new interview with Variety. The pair talked to each other. 
about what growing up in the spotlight was like and how it changed who they are today. As it turns out, Stuart was a shrinking violet as a kid. Mm. Uh, She said, when I was a kid, I was extremely shy and not somebody who who you would think would want to be an actor. You can see that. I mean, all that sort of, even in her acting performance. uh, And she is a good actress. She told the booth, I don't know how you were as a little kid, because we both did that, and that's a weird thing to have in common, but I definitely had to, I had to do dig, she says. I was a masochist. So... so I think I'm really talkative now. I'm effing killing it. I try to effing, uh, I talk to effing everyone I know now. She effing talks to every, or everyone, everyone now, uh, not everyone I know. And LaBeouf, meanwhile, revealed that his lack of formal schooling left him insecure. He said, I used to walk around with a pen and pad, almost litigious, like, hey, what's your name? Oh, cool. And then I'd write it in a little notepad. Just he said, I wanted to seem studious because I didn't go to school and I didn't learn how to do this acting thing. Just do it! So I guess he was homeschooled? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Stuart said, I have this chip right here, too. Uh, they also agreed that they <laughs> remained dissatisfied. I hope it's a hers chip. <laughs> uh, he said, I think I'm deeply dissatisfied with life. This is where things get tricky for me. It isn't my whole life. Uh, but I have to get okay with that. It's usually where things go awry for me is when I'm not on set, life gets hard. I and think, remember, do you remember Preston? We talked to him years and years ago after he just won. Or he was Project Greenlight. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, he really, he had an older spirit. Like yeah. you could tell he was really about the craft for basically a kid. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I think he's come... I think he's come out of a lot of his loony. Yeah, stuff. yeah, he's yeah. starting to, and he's gotten sober. Yeah, and yeah, so that helps. Things are, are are turning around for him. Stewart added that she isn't sure if she's talented. She said, "I consider myself extremely impulsive and compulsive. Uh, sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. When people are really proud of their work, I'm like, sure, you made it possible for this to occur. I guess uh, you kind of stood in the right place." Uh, huh. Both continued saying, "Like having a butterfly land on your shoulder or something." It's very yeah. exculpatory. What the <laughs> hell are you talking about? I, so I watched a little bit. Um, Tommy Poe posted a, uh, a a short little video clip of this interview or conversation, whatever you want to call it. And what I gathered from that was that. Shia is a deliberate actor. Okay? Yes. That when, you know, his character is making these choices or he's making these choices for these characters, none of it's by mistake. She, on the other hand, seems like she's just kind of winging it. And uh, it, so it, was, it, it works. Know, he was sort of dissecting, yeah. like, hey, why did you do this? And she was like, I don't know, I was hungover. And I was well, like, all right. It's, hey, listen, yeah. there, there are lots of different methods and mm-hmm. lots of different approaches. And sometimes they all, you know, they can work for different people. I've mentioned the story. Many times on the show, the classic example of that, Preston, is uh, Lawrence Olivier and Dustin Hoffman on Marathon Man. And Dustin Hoffman is yeah. sitting in a tub of cold, ice-filled water because he has to be a guy who's been up all night and he's been you know, in the, swimming in the river and all that stuff. And, and Lawrence Olivier comes over and says, my, my dear boy, what are you doing? He goes, this will help me, this will help me look like, you know, this will help me get into the role of this up all night. And he goes... That's why they call it acting. <laughs> you pretend. <laughs> you pretend. All right. Uh, so Taylor Swift uh, will be honored with the Artist of the Decade Award Whoa. at this year's American Music Awards on November 24th. But it's not clear whether she'll actually be able to perform any of her own hits. <laughs> okay. So Thursday night, last night she took to Tumblr. Uh, to claim that uh, big machine label groups Scott Borchetta and Scooter Braun 
have told her that she's not allowed to perform, and this is her quote, I'm not allowed to perform my old songs on television because they claim that would be re-recording my music before I'm allowed to next year. So we were talking about this off air. So I think that's the technicality. Because this... uh, this will be recorded yes. in a sense. Yeah, that that it would technically be re-recording her hits. And she, here's the deal. So earlier this year, Scooter Braun announced a three hundred million dollar deal to acquire Scott Borchetta's Big Machine label. Swift was dismayed as Braun, a mega manager who works with Kanye West and whom she has been feuding with for years, would own her masters. This past summer, Swift announced in an interview that she intends to re-record her first six albums, thus taking control of her own masters. This happens quite a bit it in the does. industry. Does the it? whole control, yes, control of the masters, Preston. And we were talking uh, before this, and he brought up Prince. Prince had this exact thing happen. Um, I think did the Beatles have it happen at one point? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, they sold all the, the, yeah, the yeah. publishing, but, but they, they didn't re-record their stuff. Right. But, but could they still play their own music? Yeah, but they quit playing live. So, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. It all depends on. Like the fact that she. I, no, I think you can. The, the the technicality is that this will be recorded, and that's technically and that's re-recording. Why... Oh. So she's recording. She's not allowed to re-record until November of next year. We know it's exactly. Yeah. So she can perform the songs in concert, but because this will be done during a television presentation that will be recorded, it violates like, that aspect, that technicality. I know, yeah. especially for a. Uh, Decade award yeah. or whatever the hell it is. Sure, and I support uh, artists and the rights to their own uh, what they've created, right? But I, I have a little bit of an issue with with her taking this to Twitter because that's you know she's using the court of public appeal and she's going to win that argument every time. She's incredibly popular and she deserves to be incredibly popular. However, that's this is not a legal court. Twitter. You know, what, what she's doing... I know, I know. She's, tr- she's trying to put the pressure off her vast fan, fan yeah, base on this. She's gaming the system. But I, at, I think at the that, end of the day, legally, the law will win, we assume. Yeah, yeah but it's but they're pouncing on a technicality, uh, the, the owners yeah. of this stuff are. And I guess you can understand they own it, and it's, you know, whatever, they have a beef. The nice move would be to to relax that or to ask yeah. for a uh, uh, right, some money. Right, yeah, right, right. you know, maybe she could pay. Right, uh, and, and do that. Do I it. know it's got to be frustrating as after this is the stuff you created and you wrote and you performed on and you produced. Which, by the way, you sold sway over it. Yeah, if you've exactly, ever yeah. if you've ever gone searching for for an old song uh, that you wanted to download and you you buy it and then you listen to it and you go. It doesn't sound exactly the way I remember. Yes. The, song, the voice sounds just a tiny bit different, or the production sounds just a tiny bit different. I've had that happen. And it's because that artist went back and re-recorded it because they weren't going to get paid if you bought the other version of it. Yep. So, uh, yeah. right. same thing happened. I have an example. Here's an obscure artist, Greg Kinn. Oh, the Greg Kinn band. Yeah, 1980s. He had a couple of hits. There's a song called The Breakup Song, which is his first song. And I always liked it. So, I went back and I ordered it and, I'm, and you know, paid for my dollar or whatever for it. And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, this sounds a little bit different. I'm like, just a tiny bit different. And I'm like, okay, yep, he must have re-recorded uh, this. All right, yeah. so I want to try and um, frame this so that it, it makes more sense to everybody. Uh, okay, we appreciate that. All right, so, and I, I may be wrong. I may be off base here. Um, so this song is art, right? So how about a painter uh, paints a painting, and somebody buys that painting from them? They're kind of allowed to do whatever they want with that painting. They can they can show it off at their house or or, or you know yes. do it at a museum, and then they make money off of that painting. That the painter no longer makes money off of that painting. They no longer own it anymore. Right? right? Yeah. So I mean, so that's that's kind of so she should get into painting. You know, so so no, but like <laughs> she should start. Painting. But said painter, suppose they want to have their own display. Oh, I'm going to have a, a, an art showing at this art house. 
Um, and I want this painting that I that I sold to you, and no, you can't do it. No. You don't own it anymore. I own it now. Yeah, right? and, and when selling that, if you are a painter, there can be stipulations in the contract of right. saying, "Hey, if you're going to display it, or if you want to reproduce it, or things like that." And um, and the the artist has rights before selling it. But once yeah. you sign once you sign that contract and and turn your the rights of what you've created over to somebody else, you lose a lot of those rights. Here's the deal: that she can play these songs. She just can't play it on this show. Right. Because it was technically, it's a re-recording of it. So that's the deal. And she yeah. had an agreement that she can't re-record this stuff until November of next year. So that's oh, the beef with it. okay. Yeah, that's what I was hey, saying. The, the, the show yeah. falls, it, it's a little early. So yeah. either that or give or, her the award next time around. Or she can do it, if, but she's got to pay for it, right? Like, But it's the last year of the decade, so yeah. they need to do it this time around. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, she uh, she yeah, like Nick was saying, she took to social media and she wants people to reach out to them and try to convince them otherwise and allow her. She said, "Please let Scott Borchetta and Scooter Braun know how you're feeling about this. I'm hoping that maybe they can uh, talk some sense into the men who are exercising tyrannical control over someone who just wants to play the music she wrote." So anyhow, that's going on. Other stuff. Uh, how about this? Uh, the mounting family dramas getting to Aaron Carter, and it's cause it's it's landed him in the hospital. Who couldn't? I'm looking at all this stuff. You right? know, over the past couple of months, who couldn't have seen this uh, this about yeah. to happen? The guy's at the end of his rope. Uh, Aaron's mom, Jane, tells TMZ Aaron arrived at the house on Thursday in Florida, and she was immediately alarmed at his dangerously low weight. He's now a mere 115 pounds. Mm. At one point, he weighed nearly 160. Uh, Aaron's stress seems uh, it stems from the restraining orders against him brought on by his brother Nick and sister uh, uh, twin Angel. Uh, Jane took no chances. She drove him to the hospital, checked him into the ER. Jane says that Aaron uh, had his blood pressure tested and he's currently hooked up to a heart monitor and awaiting results. Uh, Aaron posted on Instagram a picture of himself on a hospital bed and he captioned it, Mama's going to take care of me. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was also there. Uh, Nick got a restraining order against Aaron back in September after claiming Aaron allegedly threatened to kill his pregnant wife. You, TMZ- know, you know how family is. <laughs> TMZ broke the story. Angel Did is. Did I say that? Also got a restraining order against uh, order after. Uh, claiming Aaron threatened to send Hitman after her following a disturbing phone call. Uh, Aaron's got a hearing next week to address both orders. He also has a huge face tattoo. My name uh, is Aaron Carter. I'd like to hire you to, to kill someone. Yeah, it's, How much money do you have? $400. <laughs> no. Yep. Uh, let's see. How about this? Kevin Hart is opening up about the hardships that he dealt with following his serious car accident in September. Uh, he said, I could not move. I could not wipe my ass. I literally, I, could, I couldn't I could do none of that. Is my what ass. Says. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, his friend, Rebecca Broxterman, who was involved in the crash along with her fiance, Jared S. Black, has broken her silence on the crash with an Instagram post. She said, feeling so much better. Uh, we're both healing. Jared is well on the road to recovery after having major back surgery, so his back got hurt, too. Quick question for you. So, in, in that case, I've never had a situation that has rendered me incapable of wiping my ass. And yeah. that's obviously what I'm going to focus in on. I know you have. Yes. How did you um, get that done? I, cu- I could do it. It was just difficult to do it. Okay. And sometimes 
poop would end up on mm. my cast. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Yeah. That sounds so, so Kathy, would at that, would at that point, you would elect to be a double, a double amputee? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Just remove them. Because when I had both my wrists broken, they had to cast me almost up to the elbow, and my thumb was isolated. It was in, incapacitated, so yeah. I couldn't move it, and... The, you know, your normal... You, you've got an arm. Hand. Yeah. You, you had to, like, turn my hand it's like this. It's a scoop, yeah. I had to do, like, the claw. Uh, <laughs> the claw. The claw. <laughs> I do, like, the claw. <laughs> it's a game they play. To get back oh, there and to, and to wipe. And if you had, like, a messy one... Yeah. You know, like the ones where you got to wipe for five hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that it made it very, very difficult. I needed to know that. Yeah. So, I don't know what he did, but he could pay somebody to wipe his ass. Absolutely. Uh, but she said, we are doing physical therapy together a few times a week. Our relationship is stronger than ever, and we have so much to be thankful for. Life can take you in many different directions, and we are just so happy to be here for it all. I wonder if in Hollywood that is an occupation because they have the money to throw around. Ass wiper? Who's your ass wiper? <laughs> oh, Ramon, he's yeah. excellent. He's very good. He's very really? Good. Do you mind if I have him come in this weekend? Oh, no. My gift. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> be prepared for ecstasy. Uh, are they just on staff all the time? Yes. Because you never know when Shouldn't you're going to drop a wiper? deuce. Yeah. Yes, uh, madam. But anyhow, she said they're they're doing great and uh, everybody's healing. And so that's, uh, that's a good thing. A new trailer for Ben Affleck's uh, The Way Back has dropped. Uh, the film is a low-budget drama in which Affleck, who has famously struggled with addiction issues, plays an alcoholic former basketball star who is given a shot at coaching. There was already Now, listen, there's a movie that I enjoy that's already called The Way Back. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, that's The Way Way Back. Oh, okay. But the the Sitting in the Back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. So the film's described as a story that touches the heart and uh, shows the power of redemption and the human spirit to rise. I am uh, curious to see how this is. Yes. it sort of, it speaks to his personal issues. It does. Hey, so Goop's 2019 gift guide is dropped. Yeah! <laughs> we'll have to dismantle it at another time, but uh, I'll give you a couple of things because it's quite the luxe affair. Nope. Uh, from a lot nine, of affordable things, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. From $9 dental floss to Ooh. a year of nature outings worth $1.3 million. That sounds Ooh. cool. Where you do they wanna, take you? You want to go Fizzies on that? All told, the list tops $2.6 million. Uh, mm. Some of the notables, an $800 hydroponic microgarden, a $400 olive tree, and a $2,600 convertible bassinet that doubles as an ottoman. So, current, oh. I used to love to read the Neiman Marcus catalog pressing because it would have things like Arabian horses and right. stuff like that. Right. Uh, what what catalog it currently has, because not every place puts out a catalog, what current catalog has the most expensive items outside of jewelry and stuff like this. Do like, they still do the Neiman Marcus catalog? I think they do, I, yeah. Um, I, st- I still get a ton of catalogs. I actually can't believe that I get as many as I do. There's one, and man, I can't remember the name of it. And uh, I, one year on the cover of it was life-size rock'em, sock'em robots, oh, essentially. Like awesome. life-size, or robots that, that were like that, that you could yeah. drive around and fight <laughs> And I forgot the name of this because we get it every year, and it's loaded with stuff you'll never buy. Is it not? Is it Neiman Marcus? No, Leading it wasn't. Edge? It's like no, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I don't, are our text messages working today? By the way, they Nick? are. Yeah. And, All right. Um, so maybe, maybe somebody will know that if they can text them. Um, it, it was the Sears catalog was the big one when I was a kid, and I was just when you were saying, I was like, I was just thinking, I never got what I always wanted. I wanted a, a real. Football helmet, like a real, yeah, because they really? had it in, in the back Aww. of the, yeah, that's <laughs> exotic. Had, it was like it was a hundred bucks, yeah. you know, 
I wanted a real deal NFL football helmet. I wanted Arabian horses. You know what? I can afford one now. Now you, you can. can. Yeah. Yes. But does it count? Um, now, yeah. because I can afford it, I want a real football helmet that was worn during the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, they have New England rings if you want. I could yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want one of those. No, I want a full oh. Last night, Jace got out of that ball pit that we were jumping in at the happy place, and he was like, oh, I'm going to ask Santa for that. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. That's so messy, Aim high, kid. Aim high. Hummaker Schlemmer? Uh, Hammer, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. I love that catalog, yeah, Preston. Hummaker Schlemmer, that's the one. They used to have a store in Manhattan. I don't know if they have it anymore, but it was, uh, so it was kind of all that stuff. Stuff on a multi-floor. Oh, they had a brick-and-mortar store? Yeah, they did. Oh, I thought it was just a catalog. No, no, yeah. Oh, my God. All right, a couple more things. By the way, uh, you, you can get uh, $55 suede whips and $425 <laughs> gold handcuffs in the Goop gift guide. No vaginal eggs? <laughs> well, there may be. I don't. These All are right. just the examples. Just the Christmas things. Okay. Have, so well, I, I don't know. There may be other things. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we have here. Oh, uh, Paramount and Netflix have signed on a one-time license deal that will allow the streamer to make the fourth installment of the Beverly Hills Cop series. <laughs> yeah. I uh, wonder how I feel about third this. One. Second oh, one no. was okay, right? Second one was okay. okay. Third one was garbage. Eh, garbage. Yeah. I, I thought anyway. Uh, Eddie Murphy will star, and Jerry Bruckheimer producing. So. Well, let's see. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe what they do is they go a little bit more towards the uh, um, less from the comedy, more towards the crime. You know, maybe, maybe more towards the action. Yeah, I remember after uh, Forty Eight Hours was before Beverly Hills Cop, I think. Right? Uh, it was his yeah. first movie. It was. Yeah. His, it was his first. Yeah, I remember that because they made a big deal about that. I he thought was that was really a, good. I thought that was a nice surprise because I went in expecting straight up comedy, and you got a pretty hard story yeah, with absolutely. a lot of comedic moments in it. So it was the, a good movie. That I director is Walter Hill Preston, who did the uh, the Warriors. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Wow. Nice. Uh, let's see. Scarlett Johansson regrets some of her early acting choices, she tells The Hollywood Reporter. She said, I feel when I was working in my early 20s, even in my late teens, early 20s, I felt I sort of got somehow typecast. I was very hypersexualized, she said, which was, I guess, at the time, it seemed okay to everyone. Uh, it was another time, even though it wasn't a part of my own narrative, it was kind of crafted for me by probably a bunch of dudes in the industry. And I guess that worked for them. But it was really difficult for me to try to figure out how to get out of being an, an ingenuine or the other one. Or, or an ingenue, yeah. I guess. Or I-N-G-E-N-U-E? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, what is what that? is an ingenue? Uh, a young... Um, uh, Up and comer? A, a mentee. Yeah. A, a, a young... Um, All right. Yeah, so exactly. she says being an ingenue or the other woman... Uh, because it was never anything that I had intended. Uh, she credits her Tony Award-winning role in Arthur Miller's A View from the Bridge in 2009 for changing the way she thought about approaching her career. I saw her in uh, Jojo Rabbit last weekend, and uh, she plays the mom, and she is phenomenal. It's a, it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. Michael Giacchino did the music. Okay. Uh, the kid in Jojo Rabbit, actually both kids, there are two young boys, are, are great, but she's really, really good as the mom. Okay. Uh, we are, there's movies open. In oh, the so let's see what one can expect as they head to the box office this weekend. Over to 
opening this weekend, The Good Liar. It's a drama. It's directed by Bill Condon. It stars Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen, to name a few. Uh, normally, it's a, I have a, a description of what it's about, but there's nothing here, so I assume it's Ian just McKellen about, is a good liar. He's a good, He's a good liar. liar. You are a good liar. Rated R, and the Rotten Tomatoes score so far is 63%. They're saying it plays like an old-style Hitchcock film. Okay. Uh, then we have Ford versus Ferrari. The drama directed by James Mangold, and it stars Christian Bale, Matt Damon, uh, John Bernthal, uh, Noah Juppie, Josh Lucas, Ray McKinnon, and a bunch of others. So it's based on the true story. American car designer Carol Shelby and British-born racer Ken Miles build a revolutionary race car for Ford Motor Company to compete at the 24-hour race Le Mans in France in 1966. It is PG-13. Two and a half hours long. Rotten Tomato score so far, 90%. Whoa. Wow, I love Whoa. to hear that. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Yeah, it looks pretty solid. It does. I, Actually, uh, Tom Papa had uh, Matt Damon on his show to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's his podcast. And uh, it, it's, it's, I'm very impressed with what they put together with this movie. All right, and the last movie that I see on my list opening this weekend is Charlie's Angels. Action comedy. Directed by Elizabeth Banks. Huh. And it stars Kristen Stewart, who we were just talking about, Naomi Scott, Ella Belinska. Elizabeth Banks is in it as well. Patrick Stewart, Jamin Hounson. Hounson. thank you. Uh, it is about three women known as Charlie's Angels, work for Charles Townsend, who investigates. Uh, investigative agency has just expanded internationally. I think Elizabeth Banks also wrote it. If you could check that out, Nick. She did, yeah. She did, okay. Uh, it's PG-13. It's an uh, hour and 58 minutes long. It's got a 65% score That's so not far. Bad. I don't, uh, I haven't seen a whole lot. I've seen the trailers, but I haven't felt a lot of hype about it, you know what I mean? Or heard people really talking about, I want to go see it. No, or... they look great, though. Yeah, they do. I, I thought the other uh, series was fun. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how this one goes. And anyhow, those are the movies opening. Uh, in the meantime, we got uh, clips. And we'll, we we will do clips from those movies we just spoke about. Naomi Scott plays Elena Hoflin, a scientist and creator of the Callisto Project in the new Charlie's Angels saga. Here she describes how the 2019 Angels pay homage to previous Versions. I think it really carries the DNA, the fun DNA of, of the movies. And what I remember, you know, with the with the 2000 movies and, and kind of that that feeling, it evokes all of those feelings, but just in a kind of modern day twist. Shut the f*** up! Uh, it's in theaters today. Here's the next clip. Ford versus Ferrari. Christian Bale portrays Ken Miles, a hot-tempered British racer, and struggling mechanic hired by Carol Shelby to compete, complete, I'm sorry, Ford's master plan. In this clip, Christian discusses why the two needed the car company. Here we go. Yeah, absolutely. They, you know, they, of course they could not have done it uh, without Ford. Absolutely they need, you know, this, this, this sort of Goliath, this titan of industry to be able to bring in the money and all that. But also they, they really did it in spite of them um, as well. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ford versus Ferrari is in theaters today, and uh, we'll see how that pans out. I think it's going to be the number one at the box. Uh, it, yeah. it looks cool. It just I love stuff like this. I love uh, any uh, when they did the uh, the um, the Jeff Bridges, the uh, Tucker. Remember that movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love that stuff. Yeah. 
Yep. All right. Uh, so enjoy the movies this weekend if you're headed out. Eat popcorn. We have a few things going on. Some guests stopping by this morning. We have some uh, WWE friends that are going to be in the studio. Uh, we have uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and uh, Sammy Zayn who will be here. Wells Fargo Center tonight. Activity is going to be there. John O'Hurley is going to be stopping nice. in. Nice. And uh, also we're going to take a break and come back. And I think our first guest is going to arrive. And we've got something uh, concerning Wawa that is very interesting. It's a call to arms. I agree. So we'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, beginning Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. If scheduling prevents you from attending in person, you can still make a difference. Stop by your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register. Just look for the Camp Out can when you go your donation goes towards foods that fill abundance needs most to help area families. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Thank you very much, Kathy. We have some WWE stars in our studio. I'm going to officially introduce them in just a moment. But first, we want to talk to a gentleman who has this interesting campaign that he's launched. Yeah. And we thought it was uh, it was a cool idea, kind of fun. And then we found out that there's potential for a $10,000 donation to fill abundance that could be a part of this. Then the S got real. And then we're like, okay, we definitely have to back this up. So first of all, we're going to welcome Ryan Schott yeah. to the studio. Ryan, how you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good? Let's make that really good. <laughs> Let's help you out, okay? I'll try. All right, where are you from, by the way? So I'm from Chalfont, Pennsylvania. Okay. Bucks County. And you had an astute observation about convenience stores. And what was that? Yeah, I was I was going hiking with my wife up in Hershey and I had to put air in my tires. So I um basic, basically um was looking for a Wawa. Yeah. And I couldn't find one at all. So I ended up going to Sheets. <sighs> yeah, Wawa is kind of that it's it's purgatory. It's I mean not Wawa, but I mean um a Hershey. Yeah, Hershey yeah. is. Because you start to get in that in between Sheets and, and Wawa zone. So I put the air in my tires, and I tweet at Sheets. I say, hey, I crossed the Pennsylvania Iron Curtain. I'm on the Sheets side. (laughs) They tweeted me back, and I clicked on their name, and I found out. They had way more Twitter followers than Wawa. Whoa! And okay. did you consider this like like a pers- like an affront to us or? Did, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I do because I do. I, it's so. We, we this is the the classic battle. Yep, the battle royale between Sheets. Listen, in a world where Wawa doesn't exist, Sheets is fine. Wawa exists. Sheets blows. So there we go. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I like it. So you have since uh, launched a campaign, correct? I have, and I'm calling it the Follow Wawa Challenge, where right. basically I'm saying if we can get Wawa's Twitter follower account ahead of Sheets, I'm going to donate $10,000 to Phil Abundance. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. wow. Wow. So where do we stand yeah. right now? What are we looking at? It's pretty It's pretty stark. Nick looked up the, the current follows this morning. What yeah. was it? Well, Sheets is over half a million. So Sheets has 500,000 plus, and Wawa's only in the 350,000 range. So we got, wow. we got some work to do. Wow. Uh, but we figured helping uh, plug this now, Ryan, would, would, would up the numbers a little bit. And, um, and so that's what we're aiming to do. Okay. So, so, Ryan, have you, have you set a, a deadline or anything like that? So the, the deadline is December 6th right now. All right. That's, That's the, the last, last day of the camp out for hunger, <laughs> uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen. I see a tie in here. Let's see. I think this this 
We can do this. We yeah. can do this. I Damn agree. it. I, I thought I was going to help you by adding one more to the... But I was already following Wawa. Oh, son of a bitch. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I already follow Wawa. I think the thing to do, what I we know. have to do, is make a lot of false promises. Oh, if really? Do that. <laughs> yeah. It's been known to work in yeah. the past. Yes, yeah. I think so. All right. So uh, it's just uh, at Wawa on uh, Twitter, I assume? Yeah, at Wawa. You can follow them. Okay, so that's all you need to do is start following them, and this this could potentially mean another $10,000 worth of donations uh, for Phil Abundance. It would be awesome if you could do it in the name of Camp Out for Hunger. That'd be great. Yes! Yeah. yes. There you go! There you go! Now, let me, so we will continue to bang the drum on this. Any thing. word back from Wawa? The, obviously, we are closely tied to them. And any word back from Wawa? So, the higher ups, you know, you know, Wawa has tweeted in response saying, yeah. you know, about their great charitable giving, which excited me to do this in the first place. But Sheets actually tweeted and said that they would match my donation. Oh man! <sighs> if if Wawa wins or if, if Wawa beats them in the likes, and they'll they'll match. Yeah. Whoa! All, All right. right, so we got the potential for twenty thousand here. And maybe Wawa will step up. You never know. There might be more on this. All right. If I'll say wow. this right now. If they both donate $10,000, I will step back and applaud both of them. Yes. All right. Very good. Yeah. Uh, so you can live track this, and, and you've set up a website. It's followwawa.com. Yeah, I built a website, followwawa.com. You can look at it in real time. Every 15 seconds, you can see the battle. Okay. All right. Yeah, currently it's 357668 for Wawa. Sheets has 517874 So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. It's going up right now. It just went up to seven of uh, 500. It went up over 100 likes just now. So we're looking so at people some, listening right now. Right are now. To right like. now. There's some chunky change available for a great cause if you do participate. All right. And so we would like for you to – There, it just went up about 100 more. Uh, so share this information with your friends, post it on Facebook, retweet it, and uh, and let's get the follows up. I Sounds love it. great. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, right. we should just touch base towards the end of Camp Out for Hunger, and, and hopefully we will attain this goal and hopefully raise some money as well. Yeah, exactly. All right, Ryan, nice work, man. And we'll continue to bang the drum for you, okay? Thank you. You're All a right, good Ryan, man. Shot, yes. Guys. Yes. I like that attitude. It's a unique idea, and Wawa needs to win that. That's what yeah. built America, Preston. Yeah, it is. It is, absolutely. In fact, one of our guests, our next guest, is very familiar with Wawa. Oh, yeah. So we're going to welcome uh, to our studio from the WWE, it's Friday night smackdown of the Wells Fargo Center. Tonight, 7.45 p.m. Tickets are available at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. Please welcome Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah! Gentlemen. And Sammy, you're familiar with uh, Wawa? Oh, very much so. Uh, first time I came to Philly was in late 2004, so 15 years ago now. And, uh, yeah, got introduced to Wawa. And you, you live and in said, Florida? Uh, well, now I kind of split my time between Florida and Montreal. But originally I was doing the eight-hour drive from Montreal for, for shows in South Philly. Okay. So, you know, coming from Canada, you don't have anything <laughs> like Wawa. No. No. What, is it, what is it? Like Tim Hortons is basically like a Dunkin' Donuts, right? Right, yeah. right, right. It's not really there. there what, is it, there's no chain that approximates. Never mind, I, we, no. we, we kid sheets, but uh, we do. We are Wawa people. Yeah. There's nothing that falls in that realm. No, and I am yeah. a Wawa person, too. Okay, I there just, you go. The problem is I'm vegan now, and I'd love a few more vegan <laughs> options. All right. But then I would love to give my patronage back to Wawa. No, no, we can appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. A yeah. vegan wrestler. There's a couple of us. Okay. Yeah. Who Isn't else? Isn't there like a, a documentary on uh, you on the vegan wrestlers? Uh, n- no. She's the- thinking of two girls in a cup. <laughs> no, no, okay, well, <laughs> stop it. 
right. No, but there's something out there. Okay, yeah, maybe it's there, not there wrestling. Is. It might there's, be like... A, a new documentary on Netflix just came out called Game Changers. It, it talks about vegan athletes, but not specifically okay. wrestlers. And are yeah. you guys involved in that? No. You weren't in that. Okay. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I found it pretty amazing that because people were, you know, I mean, I ask, how do you have the energy? How do you get energy? But you're obviously getting, you know, your nutri- uh, nutrition fr- in, in other ways. But it was pretty interesting to watch it. Yeah. I have maybe a bit too much energy, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> ask Shinsuke because I'm ringside yeah. for his matches a lot these yeah. days. Uh, Shinsuke, any yeah. special dietary uh, oh, regimen uh, that you follow? Uh, sometimes. So I became uh, like a temporary vegan. Temporary <laughs> vegan. Yeah. I'll take I it. Gotcha. I'll take it. All right. All right. So, so we, we've had uh, you and Sammy before, but uh, Shinsuke, we have not. And and uh, you are you're, um, the strong style is yeah. what they, they call what you do, which is I think is very cool. It's an incorporation of, of martial arts uh, uh, you know, in, into the whole thing. Yeah. And I think this is probably a cool way to go because with the popularity of, of MMA and all that stuff, it adds that element of it. Mm-hmm. Was was that just, was that, how did it come about being introduced into uh, into the wrestling world? Uh, so, so we Japanese yeah. love martial arts. So, right, yeah. So we do a judo from the junior high. Oh, okay. Uh, as a physical education. Everybody so, does judo. Everyone's taught judo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, so also I wanted to be stronger. Yeah, of course. Then uh, so I started uh, amateur wrestling and karate. And, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all kind of martial arts I did. Then uh, I became a, a professional wrestler uh, at New Japan. Then uh, Wrestling's very hugely popular. Yeah, 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 Everybody yeah. that we have, it, it's hugely popular in Japan. Yeah, yeah. So so actually, uh, so strong style, uh, maybe a... American people call it Japanese style. Oh, okay. Strong style. Strong yeah, style is what yeah. you call it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what it's referred to as constantly. Yeah, but uh, my a... way is uh, kind of uh, adjust like a uh, real martial arts technique to right. professional wrestling. Right, right. It, it looks cool. It, it definitely is. You know, <laughs> and obviously we know it's, it's entertainment. And that, but the truth of the matter is, we've said this countless times on the show, you guys are out there and you can get injured and they're, uh, you know. Sure. Uh, you you can't, and we've said this again many times before. You can't really appreciate it until you go see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see it on TV, and that's cool. That's cool. But when you see what you're, what you guys are actually doing, the close you can get is better. But the whole place is is electric, no matter what. Yep. You really get an appreciation for what's going on. Uh, Sammy, did you have any martial arts training growing up? No, just just really wrestling, pro wrestling, and trash talking, and trash talking. <laughs> that's about it. Where'd you <laughs> learn that? Just you know. The streets. Okay. <laughs> the streets, <laughs> the streets yeah. of Canada? They're the nicest people in the world. <laughs> no, I just I just had a taste for it for, for being a kid. Okay. Know? Does Canada have a wrestling league? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure everywhere. Yeah, does, everywhere, but, everywhere. But I, I started in Montreal, the local scene there before. Uh, Is there a lot more apologizing in the ring? <laughs> oh, so, sorry, bud. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know, Montreal, it's French Canada, so it's very uh, yeah. Yeah. different vibes. It's different not like vibes. Toronto, right? Sure, no, yeah. no, no, it, it's not. Uh, and actually, Philly was the first place I wrestled in the States. So I wrestled in Canada for a couple of years for making my name big enough to have interest to be you know, brought out. To the U.S. and Philly was the ver- the very first show I ever did on uh, American soil. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So you know, hey, Sam, fond I, memories. I wanted to ask because I had read you were traded from Raw to SmackDown in the WWE draft last month. Mm. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Do they have? Are there fantasy leagues in professional wrestling? Because there's fantasy leagues in just about anything, and I didn't know if they, if that even exists. I I don't know if it exists. Okay. I'm right. a, I'm a fantasy hockey guy. Are you? I am. Okay. But uh, I know nothing of 
Okay. There, need need whole, we I'm, ask I'm, your team? Or... <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Montreal Canadiens yeah, yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. There's a there's so much stuff going on when it when it comes to wrestling, and there's such a devoted fan base. Actually, here in Philly specifically, the fans are notoriously uh, passionate. Uh, let's say it's uh-huh. been great for years and years yeah. and years. With, with also just like you know backyard wrestling and all that stuff. So there's all that stuff has been sure. in full vigor here. Yeah. You you also did did you do for a little while the. Uh, like the Mexican, the what they call the luchador, or uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do have some association with Mexican wrestling, and, and that's another whole wearing a mask. Yeah, it's different. There's so many different styles all across yeah, the world. Yeah, you know? the fact that uh, the WWE has has uh, incorporated, you, you know, like it, it doesn't fight it. It it, it brings it in, yeah. which makes it that much more entertaining. And it was a really big deal actually when Shinsuke came because he Sh- brings that style yeah, over yeah. to WWE. So WWE's become more and more of a melting pot of this global, all these different styles from all over the world. So I think it really helps the product. Sammy, you mentioned uh, you know how passionate Philly fans are, which is cool and, and true. And I think one way to win over more Philly fans is by supporting Wawa. Yeah, and you have uh, 1.2 million followers on Twitter. Uh-huh. So I'm just saying, like, yeah. if you wanted yeah. to do some good and yeah. uh, get some money to a local food bank, Phil Abundance, uh, you have 1.2 million yeah. Twitter followers. I'm, well, that's all I'm saying. All right. Well, I'm going to follow Twitter, or I'm sorry, I'm going to follow Wawa on Twitter. There we, we go. go. Here, bring that count. Up Maybe a we'll get bit. we'll get a video nice. from you to your fans to get them to do that. Shinsuke, <laughs> yeah. what what are your fans like? What are, when they when they what were they? What are the people that really love you, your group of fans? What are they like? Oh, uh, so so I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, yeah wrestling. Yes, of course. Yes. yeah. So when I was a kid, growing up with wrestling, because uh, uh, wrestling is a kind of like a kind of superhero show. Yeah, for kids. Right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, so I was so my hero was a uh, Jushin Thunderiger, so, so famous mask man from mm-hmm. Japan. So, okay. so he's gonna retire this year. Uh, so. So how does it feel now that you are a yeah. hero to some of these kids? Mm, so, still, like, a, I mean, a dream. A uh-huh. dream, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is cool. Yeah. Did you get to go back to Japan uh, often or no? Uh, no, just once a year, I think. Okay, yeah. well, the next time we'll both go together because I want you to show me around. Yeah. <laughs> he, really, he, wants, to go. he wants to go to uh, Japan. Japan yeah. is my, uh, yeah, I'd love to go to Japan. Yeah. It rules. Yeah, yeah. It rules. Yeah. Oh, really, yeah. yeah. Oh, then you guys much. should both take yeah. him. Because you know, we'll he three... won't go. You, but if he had a personal <laughs> escort... And and uh, he, yeah, I've said this time yes, and time again in my yes. life. He only I uh, want to go, but I have to go with you and two WWE stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only to me that makes the most sense, yeah. you know. <laughs> and one with a, with a Canadian and a, and a Japanese uh, wrestler as well. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably be the better tour guy yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah, How many yeah, times have you been to Japan? Uh, uh, I don't know, maybe fifteen. Wow. Oh, wow. Do, do I guess part of the deal that comes with this lifestyle, we think about the wrestling and the entertaining and all that stuff, is that you've got to be a, a good, efficient traveler, right? Yeah, so we just landed actually from Europe yeah, like last time. night. Uh, and then we got up at, what, 5 a.m. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so, so give us, fun, you guys, but... I'll take your advice. What's the best way to fight jet lag? Ooh. I... I don't really know about jet lag. Yeah. I just kind of like so. If I see the sun coming up, I'm just like, oh, it's morning, okay. and I just mentally, <laughs> I mentally adapt, yeah, to my visual surroundings, and yeah. I just, just go, just I, whatever the through. clock says there, I'm like, that's the time, that's yeah, the time. and that's yeah. just how I've kind of adapted wow. to you, it. You just power through. I yeah. think that's probably the way that I do it. It's I, I can't sleep on a plane. I just can't. Can you guys? Can you sleep on a 
On a flight, uh, Shinsuke? Yeah, I can flip anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that, by the way, if you do end up going to Japan, yeah. that is one thing you'll see is people sleeping anywhere and everywhere. Oh, yeah. 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 They're expert sleepers. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Experts. Yeah. McDonald's. Oh, wait, so <laughs> everywhere. Wait, why? Yeah, you just nap when you're tired? <laughs> well, I think a lot of people there work very hard, like Japanese businessmen and, and stuff, right? Tired. So you'll the see ja- these guys in suits with a briefcase, and they're just knocked out oh, in like a gosh. McDonald's booth or oh, whatever. Yeah. The Japanese, the Japanese wow. work ethic is legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, when the WWE sends you all over the place, do you guys fly first class? Uh, I do now. Shinsuke does. Yeah. All right, good. Nice. Okay. Where'd you yeah. guys come in from? Uh, Zurich was okay. our last Zurich. stop. But before that, it was, where were uh, we? France. France. Before The day before Austria. that was Austria. The day before that was... Do you actually Dublin. get the tour oh, cities or, you know, like... Where? So Ireland, yeah. Yeah, okay. Dublin, then UK. All right, so so WWE then, uh, because I've uh, now were you wrestling while you were there, or you just yeah, yeah. PR? Okay, so you know because I've been to these Friday night SmackDown things. The production is insane. It's huge. They've got to own equipment all over the world. Then I guess uh, because it's you can't be shipping it. Doesn't it seem like you're just renting it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you well, know what I mean. Well, so the live events we do are a little more bare bones in comparison to. Uh, you know, it still has a, yeah, it still has a great production okay, value, but right. not like the the live TV show, which is what we're doing here tonight at the Wells Fargo Center, right? With the explosions, so the, right? And all the that the, stuff. the okay. production is mind blowing, and yeah. even me, who I've been wrestling there for years, sometimes when I get there and I arrive backstage, I just look around, all these wires everywhere, and mm. all these people, and I think, how do they do this every week? Again, uh, how uh, does uh, this show even happen? Yeah, we, we, at the risk of being repetitive with these things, you you can't believe it until you're in there. And what I, my question for um, you is. The pyrotechnics and the sound thunders. Have you ever been scared assless by... Oh, <laughs> we- weekly. <laughs> Every week. You're in the middle of a conversation. Uh-huh. You don't know what's yeah. about to go on. Yeah. Yeah. You jump. Uh-huh. All the time. And, and, and like you said, it's repetitive because every time we have uh, WWE wrestlers in here, I mention stuff like this. But it, it, it's expertly, the production is expert because when they need to transition to something else... And there's not a match going on. It'll be like, hey, look over here. There's something going on in the stands <laughs> right. right now. Or over here, up yeah. on the screen. There's something happening over there. And I will purposely try to not look at the thing you're supposed to look at and then watch the guys working who are prepping for the next part. Yeah. Because it's an insane yeah. production. It's it's a it's a circus beyond yeah. that they're putting on. I, it's, I, it's funny you should ask that, Steve, because I, I go to Sixers uh, basketball games all the time. And whenever there's two minutes left in a quarter... Matt Cord, who we work with, he's the he's the uh, an arena announcer. Yeah, he screams into the microphone. Two minutes left in the quarter, and it scares me every single time. <laughs> and I wonder if the players on the court actually get like a little jolt as well. So yeah, uh, so the explosions with the explosions guys, yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, you know, See you guys flinching. That's kind of funny. <laughs> you got you got to have the deal though. So the match tonight and the matches tonight. Uh, what can we expect? What's what's the uh, What's the takeaway from tonight? Well, we're in Philly. Yeah, which always that counts for something. This Every is, time we're here, it's, it's a it is a wrestling town. It's a huge town for wrestling. Even yeah. in sports, this yeah. is like you know when other players come to Philly, they know the deal. Right, right, right. So right. A very hardcore fan base. So uh, tonight's show is going to rule. Yeah, you, you know it's like one of those days you have circled on the calendar because Philly. <laughs> so uh, we're looking forward to it for sure. Uh, you can always look forward, as you said, the, the production's amazing, the action's crazy, the fans are amazing. It's just a great time. Sammy, I don't know the last time you were in Philly, but uh, the Wells Fargo Center has done a lot of upgrades over the last uh, few months. It really, when the Sixers season ended, they started knocking stuff down, and uh, I got a tour of it uh, two or three weeks ago. It's great. They, they replaced a lot of the seats, a lot of the stuff upstairs, so it's it's become a better fan experience. And the video screen that they 
put in. I don't know what WWE does in, in arena for video screen stuff, but there's yeah. a brand new TV. TV is not the right word. Just yeah. a giant, massive. It's like a mobile. transformer. It's yeah, really it, impressive. It does. It like, yeah. it, it like morphs into different things. Yeah, it's pretty it, cool. It's going to add to the fan experience tonight. So it, it was already a great experience, but yeah. the building is going to make it even better tonight, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. It's been a few months. I don't, when's the last time we were in Philly? Man, oh. Four or five months, six know, months maybe. maybe. So before, okay. probably before June. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. these changes oh, yeah. have been yeah. since then. Yeah. It breaks my heart just a little bit, too, when we go to these arenas with, you know, history or whatever, like the, the what's the one in Long Island? The, oh, the Nassau, Nassau Coliseum. Nassau, I mean, it's brand new. Or if you go to the Garden, it's like it's brand new. Let me new, tell you something, you know though. From I mean? long, the Nassau Coliseum was a dump. It was a dump. <laughs> it was a dump. <laughs> but it was like one of the last I know. remaining like dumps. We had the spectrum, <laughs> you know? the spectrum here, yeah. which is, again, yeah. but, and it, I know exactly what you're saying, though. It, it holds that spot yeah. in your heart. I saw many shows at the Nassau Coliseum. Even then, it was sketchy whether we'd yeah. get out alive. Yeah. 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 Uh, Shinsuke, you have a belt with you. I wanted yeah. to ask what that was. Oh, this is the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Intercontinental ah. Championship. Now, is that is that on the line tonight or anything, or did you just bring it in? <laughs> just bring it in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd walk around with that, too. Yeah. So this is one of the things about our show as well as the unpredictability. So, yeah. for example, Shinsuke doesn't know if he's defending the Intercontinental title tonight or yeah. not. Yeah. And that might happen, and it might not. We We don't know. So that unpredictability for us, uh, that energy also transfers to the crowd because they don't know what's going to happen. Uh, are you surprised again? And then we, you know, the the stories that go along with the whole the whole presentation. It's so much more uh, when you when you look out in the audience, you're seeing everything from kids, you know, lawyers. I mean, you can't tell what their occupations are, but every strata is represented in the audience. Yeah. How wide the attraction is for the WWE presentations. Does it blow you away? Well, that's it's actually one of the things that I've always loved about pro wrestling is I think it can be appreciated by anyone on some level. Yes. Like there's something, even if you're, so I don't know, if you're a kid and you're just, you're mesmerized by the spectacle of it all, which is what happened to me when I was a kid. But if you're an adult and an appreciator of, you know, storytelling and character stuff, or you look at it from more of an artistic point of view, like there's some there's something there. Uh, you know, and even just the 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 nature of the whole thing of this battle between good and evil, yeah. and, and you know what I mean. There's, there's like Shinsuke said, it's it's a superhero. It's it's, yeah. you're, you're so, it's a it's a live superhero. It is. Movie. It's a yeah. comedy. Yeah. It's a drama. It's action. It's everything rolled into one. It's, That's awesome. It's just the most incredible, unique form of entertainment I think in the world. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, what was it from Saudi, right? The plane didn't come in last week. There was a disaster where these guys were in Saudi Arabia. Again, talking about the travel. Yeah. So they were in Saudi Arabia two two weeks ago? One week ago? One week, I think. We have no sense of of time anymore. Yeah, yeah. It blends together. But the plane, there was all kinds of delays. They didn't make it to TV. Wow. So, I mean, the chaos. Yeah. 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 And, like, the show still goes on. And it was really great, actually. Um, I lost my train of thought. And why? That's all right. No, but you never, it's unpredictable. You that, never well, also that, that makes it unique. And, yeah. and honestly, that it's always you. You. It's never the sh- the same show. Right. Twice. The, the fact that we were able to pull that off. Like yeah. there's no yeah. other. There's no other medium. We're like, oh my god, the whole show just <clears throat> fell apart. <clears throat> Don't worry, we'll pull it off. Yeah, right, you know right. what I mean. Like, it Bono, still happens. Bono's not going to make the concert. We're still going to yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Nice. Well, the show is tonight. By the way, seven forty-five Friday night SmackDown, the Wells Fargo Center. You can get tickets at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. So, uh, we thank you guys, the weary travelers coming in here this morning. <laughs> it's totally cool to see you. Good luck with everything tonight, Shinsuke and Sammy. We appreciate thank you. Thank you. Guys. Thanks for having us. WWE back in Philly. We're going to take a break, gang. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 
Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. If scheduling prevents you from attending in person, you can still make a difference. Stop by your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register. Just look for the Camp Out can when you go your donation goes towards foods that fill abundance needs most to help area families. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Nick Murphy requested a shard out. Ah. Uh, a double shard out, actually, All he right. says here. He said he was doing some filming at these luxury apartments in King of Prussia called Av. Oh, yeah. Okay, and uh, he said the, the apartments are crazy nice. Uh, and he said that Danielle runs them, and they listen to the show all the time. She is an Uber fan, and she asked for a shout-out to the Northampton Township Municipal Authority. So let's do that one, if you don't mind. You, you want a full one? Do you want a, is it a double for Nick Murphy? It's, it's two, so this is one. And then the second one is, can we also give a shout-out to Danielle and everyone that works at Av? Because they're awesome and they listen all the time. Listen all the time. So there you go. Double shard out all for right. you guys. And we appreciate it. So where is that? Where's uh, Is it by the mall, that new area? It's in like, the, uh, yeah, near the, um, what's it called? The town center. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, those look pretty cool. Mm. Um, have not been inside them, but Nick Murphy says they're, what was the word? Crazy nice. Scrumptilicious. Yeah, they have like ridiculous amenities if you <clears throat> stay there. Like I think they, they target a lot of um, like long-term stay um, I mean, they do, you know, you can normally live there, but they have where you could get, like, uh, cleaning services in mm-hmm. your apartment it, where it, you don't have to, like, almost like a hotel, living but in a it's hotel. where you live. Just I've, for always, fun. I've always loved that idea just of having for, those amenities. Just for fun, yesterday, I almost looked up uh, ballpark uh, rental prices yeah. just for fun because there was a story I saw of somebody who moved out to L.A. somewhere, and instead of getting a studio apartment, uh, and they moved from Bethlehem, PA. I have it here. So they... they, they um, they got what are called pods. Now. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is all the big thing now. And it's a... We were talking uh, about J- Japan. This has been a big thing in Japan for a long it's time. It's a 2.9 square meter box. Yeah. And yes, it was inspired from hotels in Japan. And it's, uh, by most standards, the accommodation is still not cheap. It's $750 per month plus taxes. For one of these pods, no. and it works out to around eight hundred dollars, which is slightly more than what this girl was paying in Bethlehem. Uh, she said, "I couldn't afford uh, a studio by myself, not at all." She said, uh, "They're about thirteen hundred dollars a month or more for a studio. That, that's about as efficient as you can get." Uh, in that's in California, just right. to show you the the rent prices. It's but I'm crazy. curious as to what rent prices are these days because I haven't paid rent in yeah. You know, my place in media. Years. You saw my place when I first started, when we first joined the show. Yeah. And my wife, you know, we're living in, in New York and we had just, we were going for it. We were building the, the at that time, uh, Preston, Maryland and Steve show. And I lived in this, what I called, lovingly called the Russian efficiency apartment in media. Do you remember what you paid? Four. Okay. Like a hundred bucks a week. One of my first apartments was like. Two hundred bucks yeah, a month. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, nothing. So, yeah. and then I, I, I lived in an unfinished basement for yeah. a brief period for <laughs> about two. Oh man, yeah, yeah, wow. Because, and then you know, these are the things you do when you're yeah, sort of sure it's what you can afford. Yeah, at the time. absolutely. Oh, yeah, interesting. All right, well, uh, we're gonna do the bizarre file. I got stories. They're ready to go now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Hello. 
Brought to you this morning by Robbins Diamonds and Tax-Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases. Absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. Well, a woman who was addicted to her cell phone, her smartphone, temporarily blinded herself by overusing it, causing her eye to burst. (laughs) Doctors managed to save the female patient's vision after her phone addiction left her blind in one eye because blood vessels in her retina had burst from excessive strain. So... This, I'm trying to figure out the the mechanics behind this. I'll explain. Yeah. Uh, the unnamed patient from Shenzhen, China, took herself to the hospital after being unable to uh, see using her left eye. According to her doctor, it followed a night of heavy smartphone use. The doctor said the patient stayed up all night playing on her phone. The following morning, as soon as she woke up, she picked up her phone and started using it again. About five minutes later, the patient discovered she was unable to see out of her left eye. Uh, images taken of her eye showed large patches of blood on her retina, blocking her vision. Whoa! He said we diagnosed her with uh, Valslava uh, uh, retin- uh, retinopathy, I guess is how you pronounce it. The condition is a result of the rupturing of superficial retina vessels causing caused by physical exertion. So her eye didn't explode. She, all right, that's what vessel. I was thinking, like a blue-eyed part of her skull. The patient but- was given a laser treatment. A small hole was created on her retina, allowing the blood to be discharged. She, and She ruptured it. Uh, yep, she reportedly recovered after her procedure and has regained her vision. Oh, uh, but it was just it was, sim- it was simply from using it for too long. So keep that in mind. But they're saying, Preston, the overuse of of screens and phone screens are are really caught wreaking havoc mm-hmm. with our eyesight in general and the way like like uh, 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 our depth perception. All of that is yep. being uh, screwed with. Uh, the woman who allegedly trespassed three days in a row at the CIA headquarters and requested to speak with Agent Penis. <laughs> What? Recently showed up at the home of former President Barack Obama, according to a federal judge in Alexandria, Virginia. I don't know any age and penis. (laughs) uh, During a status hearing, uh, Judge John Anderson said that he had been informed that Jennifer G. Hernandez of North Carolina, who's charged with uh, trespassing at an agency installation without authorization for repeatedly visiting the CIA in May, Later showed up at Obama's D.C. area home. Despite the court's orders to stay away from all government-related facilities, she had been released before the trial. Hernandez's federal public defender said uh, that uh, she, prosecutors, and probation officials are trying to find a way to resolve the case without trial, but (laughs) said she was considering a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. What if she showed up at Obama's house and threw the intercom here? Oh, my God. I've been fearing this day for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so no word on if Agent Penis has commented on this at all, but she keeps going to the CIA. The NYPD says officers arrested a woman for a bogus 911 call that was placed last Friday, but they are now investigating whether she is behind making more than 24,000 of these types of calls just since this summer. 24,000 just since this summer, yeah. all prank calls to 911? Yep. The caller allegedly stated to the 911 operator there was a fire and smoke coming from the basement, which subsequently caused multiple police and fire units to respond at the time of the call. In the end, officers arrested 38-year-old Yogita Persad. Yes, may I speak to Officer Penis? Uh, she was charged with making a false report, but police say officers are investigating a pattern that involves more than 24,000 911 calls God. just since June. I don't know if you can even have the time to do <laughs> That. You're just you're you're basically like a telephone solicitor and 200 calls on the day alone of her arrest. 
She has not been charged with those incidents since it is under investigation whether she is responsible for those calls. She needs to get stop doing that and start entering radio contests. Yes. However, police say that uh, she could be the person who tied up emergency lines for months. The NYPD compiles a list of 911 bogus callers, according to police. Uh, Persaud ranks at the top if she is responsible for the thousands of prank calls. What's she looking at? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't, that's a, that's sure. a felony. Yeah, I'm not sure what she could face as far as the punishment goes. Jeez. And uh, then we will do one more story and wrap this up. Women should never use an electric toothbrush to pleasure themselves oh. with. Oh. A gynecologist oh has what, one. Uh, what about guys? Uh, tales of people pleasuring themselves with the vibrating gadgets are common online, but one expert said that it could lead to lacerations or trauma. Uh, the new interesting trend uh, risks damaging the sensitive skin around the genitals, and it isn't hygienic, she said. You heard about the new toothbrush called Queef Preston, right? Uh, no, I was not aware that yeah. they have the Queef. Queef, yeah. It's a competition to With another brand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, various warnings from medics suggest that anything not specifically designed to go in or on there should not <laughs> be put down there. Uh, but this doesn't seem to have stopped people trying to cure thrush with garlic or using parsley to try and control their periods. Consultant gynecologist Dr. Ann Henderson said uh, that she described using toothbrushes to pleasure herself as an interesting new trend and said that it would have serious concerns. She would have serious concerns about anyone using an electric toothbrush for anything other than cleaning their teeth. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to use it for. The structure and shape of the toothbrush, she said, regardless of which part is used, could potentially injure, lacerate, or cause trauma to the delicate vulva area, particularly the uh, man in the boat. I do have to admit, though, I occasionally brush my teeth with a dildo. Especially if one of those more aggressive cleaning heads is used. She said, women uh, posting on anonymous forums on Reddit claim to have enjoyed the practice using both ends of the brush and the handle of the devices. Uh, so she says, "Don't do that." Okay. No, not a good don't, idea. Yes. yes, I had heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, women that suffer like severe cramps before you know menstrual uh, flow or whatever, uh, that if you pleasure yourself and bring yourself to climax, that that will like release oxytocin, and that actually helps with. It does help. It helps. Do they recommend with it, yeah. using toothbrushes? Not toothbrush. Okay. Well, I don't know. Gynecologists say no. All right. Um, mm, what about uh, weed whackers? <laughs> I would venture. <laughs> well, say why no. don't we ask an expert oh! about? Because I saw the hotline light up, and that means one thing. Dr. Mike Serigliano of Penn Medicine and Fox 29 is on the line. Hey, Dr. Mike. Listen, I I always (laughs) wanted to be part of the bizarre file because, quite frankly, I'm pretty bizarre. Yes, this is true. Uh, the whole thing with the eye, I, I, I can't let this stand. I did this story already. It, it was a retinal artery blood clot, what we call a retinal artery infarction. It, it, it's not from using your cell phone too long that you go blind. Oh, okay. That's not the case. What happens is it can, it can affect your vision if you do uh, look at screens too long. And there's a lot of literature about you know young people. All they do is they're on the screens, and now they can't see far. As yes. Uh, you you can get double vision and all an eye strain, but you don't get uh, you don't blow your eye out. You don't lose vision by uh, by looking at your cell phone. It's just nonsense. That guy had a retinal artery occlusion. All right. So and, and then on the other topic of pleasuring yourself with the electric toothbrush, uh, you, this is uh, something you don't do, right? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> this was the second I, part I, I, of the story. What what is that? Yes, I mean, it's God what Almighty. I mean, even I know there's like 5,000 different varieties of, of uh, you know. Yes, uh, vibrators. I mean, why, uh, yeah. would you, why would you get a toothbrush? <laughs> I mean, an electric toothbrush. Mine, they're very stiff. 
<laughs> I mean, that, I mean that can hurt you. Your vibrators down there. What? <laughs> you said mine are very stiff, and I was yes, wondering. Yes, my toothbrushes oh. are oh. stiff. I, I mean, you know. Yeah, no, you're right. No, okay, no, you got confused. I got totally confused. But yes, do, do yes. you want to comment at all about Casey saying that uh, women pleasuring themselves can help with menstrual cramps? Uh, Casey, that that that's up there with the. Uh, it's okay to have one seizure. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've never heard. I've never heard that. Well, who in God's that? name wants to do that when you're in like terrible pain? What is he talking? Casey? I don't know. I'm, hey, listen. I wanted I to chime in, it. but I was going to let it go. I heard about it. All right. It. Let me ask another question to you, Dr. Mike. How come in those commercials for low-dose aspirin, they say, will help with your second heart attack? What, what, okay. What so can you do about stopping the first one? Well, right. So so let that's a great question. Yeah. Because what you're talking about is, should people just take a baby aspirin to prevent a heart attack? And the answer is no. And there was a huge study that just came out talking about the fact that the risk of bleeding is pretty significant. And so I only tell people to take a baby aspirin if they have documented coronary disease or they have lots and lots of risk factors. But no one should just take it because they think it's going to prevent a heart attack. Now, that being said, if you get chest pain and you're in the ER and you're having a heart attack, they'll give you an aspirin right away. But All right. the bottom line is you don't. So what they're doing is being very careful and saying it's not for what we call primary prevention. Okay, that makes sense because I know there are a lot of people who just pop it because they figure, well, this is going to prevent a heart attack. And you're saying no. When they say that in the commercial, it's for a reason. Right. And, and, and remember, uh, you, you can bleed. You know, that's yes. called a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. And those kinds of things can cause bleeding, stomach bleeding. And you can do people die from that. So don't do it unless you have a good reason to. Look, we knocked off like six medical things in a row. You uh, yeah, Dr. I, Mike is the best. The Internet says there's six reasons why you should do this while you're... Uh, uh, Casey's going back to pleasuring yourself. Going back well, to let's get, okay, so let's take it further. All right, the bottom line is that that sexual activity is a form of physical exercise, and it is good for you, releases endorphins, and all kinds of things that make you feel better. So I'm not opposed to anybody having an orgasm as long as, you know, it's at the right time. Yes, and, right. And, and you've asked for it. Well, yeah, right. I yeah. mean, the thing is, you don't want to. But but as far as the science goes, I've, I've never heard of of, uh, of of that. And 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 there's a lot of uh, you know, we're really it's, it can be very troubling. You know, menstrual cramps. There's even a premenstrual dysphoric syndrome. That's where people get um, uh, very cranky or depressed. Or mm. that's uh, what causes that's what causes the classic. Your, your your PMSing uh, comment? Or oh, yeah. yeah okay. I mean, you have a cacophony of yeah. hormonal milieu going on there. You know, there's all kinds of hormones going all over the place, and that's what happens. All right. It's very sculptural. And men, men can have... <laughs> I love when you talk like that. Thanks, man. <laughs> the, the, the bottom line is that even men can have – I'm a believer that men can have kind of a, uh, a, a, a dysphoric kind of – I believe monthly, it. You know, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Mike, after I had my hysterectomy, I, I, it was impossible. I was so moody. <laughs> no, hormones raging. I got it. All right, Dr. All Mike, right. great to hear from you, bud. I love you guys. Love you. Dr. Mike. Right. We need to take a break, so we're going to do that very thing. We'll come back in just a moment. Don't forget, Mr. John O'Hurley will be in our studio, the National Dog Show in town. We'll get some, uh, we'll spend some time with him. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. 
back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you, Kathy. We're all very happy today. Why? Because mm-hmm. we were at the happy place last oh, yeah. night. We were. Yeah. With the, we went to the King of Prussia Mall. It was a Preston and Steve night at uh, the happy place. So we we all made it. Uh, Marissa had a prior engagement, so she couldn't make it. But uh, we did have a really good time. It was a lot of fun. It, it, it It's funny because we were, we were talking with the, the folks over there, and they're wonderful who, who, who run it. And um, it... People's perception of what they what they're going to get. It says right what it is. It's the most Instagrammable place on earth. Mm. And if you like to go and take pictures and 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 take pictures in in pretty fun settings, it's not an amusement park. It's not loads of rides, but it is. It does sort of promote you hanging out, having fun. We all ended up talking a lot and and just doing goofy things. Yep. And uh, it it did it, it delivers on its happiness. You know what else will make you happy? They have beer and wine there. Yeah, they yeah. do. And I did not know that that was part of the equation. And for me, popcorn and chocolate chip <laughs> and cookies. chocolate chip cookies and lemonade. Yeah. Mm. I'll tell you what. It was more fun than I expected it to be. I knew yeah. it was going to be good just because, like you said, it's just the most Instagrammable place. But it was. I was actually enjoying myself. And yeah. I brought Jason. Him and, he was and having a blast. His cousin were having a great time. So, so that was, you know, good in itself. But then I was like, okay, can... Can can mommy get in now and take a picture? Like, right, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I wanted to get my pictures too. So, I, and because that's the whole thing, and they they sort of deal with that conundrum is that people, you know, they're thinking, oh, what is so? What is this like? Like a like a uh, you know, like an amusement park? No, but what it is, it it does promote exactly what it's saying it's going to do. I had more fun um, because Kathy's son and his friend Jackson were there. Because Jason Jackson were there, watching them have as much fun as they were having made me have a better time. Yeah, and uh, to see you and his mom try to. <laughs> wrangle them was, was adorable too but they they had a blessing they were running from one to the next to the next I had more fun because of the pictures Steve was saying yes. oh my oh god my yes. god it's hilarious it's so funny Steve decided to do a bit of a photo essay throughout uh, the happy place and as wonderful and as as, uh, as giddy as this place makes you Steve went around and posed in the different areas of the happy place as if he was a corpse that had just been murdered and it was a crime scene and they are Hilarious! Awesome. One of them has him hanging from a from a flower. Another one, he's getting stabbed to death by a unicorn. Uh, he drowned in the ball pit with his head stuck in it. Oh my god, those are so funny! They're great. Um, hey, by the way, I don't know if you guys noticed the smell of the chocolate chip cookie room. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, did. they have. Uh, they pump it in. They yeah. pump the smell in. I wasn't sure if that bothered you or not, Kath. Uh no no that was fine it so wasn't like used like... smell yeah what's, what's that wasn't the name crazy. Of, of our of our content? Rachel Rachel she was Rachel's great yeah. she's so great so sweet and uh, everyone was wonderful there uh, I'm gonna actually be there tomorrow Preston yes. it's Happy Holidays at the Happy Place. Uh, get this, it's pretty cool. At 3 o'clock, a Morris Animal Refuge is going to be there, and we're going to kind of do this animal thing. They're donating uh, a portion of the ticket sales uh, tomorrow starting at 3, and on Sunday as well, to uh, Morris Animal Refuge. You know, they're, they, they, It's all charity-based, the happy place. Yeah. They like to do stuff for that. So what you do is you come down for the $20 tickets. You get a photo of you and your pet. and You bring your dog. Bring your dog. Or I guess I guess you could. Yeah, it says your, your dog. So bring your dog down. <laughs> take a picture. They're going to actually let you bring your dog in to the side, you know, oh, and the dude. whole thing. So you bring your dog in. Take a picture. I'm going to be there. If you want to take a picture with me, that's fine. I don't care. But long story short, you get this picture with the dog. It's the happy place. I think it's a it's a fun layout, right? As you walk in, it's all it's everything is perfect. 
perfectly lit for photos, so you'll have a good time. We needed Marissa there. Yeah. Marissa, we, this we, is her deal. We were taking whole show photos, and the backgrounds are perfect. Here's what you need to do. <clears throat> take your group. Take your friends. If you, if you don't have any kids, take your friends and go get group shots done in some of these locations. See if you can bring somebody who doesn't mind being the photographer. But these are the type of things that can end up on postcards. They can end up as as uh, as holiday cards. But, right, in fact, they have in. a whole hop- a happy, happy holidays, holidays area there. And we would have loved to have had uh, Marissa there. We, we got some really good shots of it. I haven't seen Preston the, the <clears throat> Did We Just Become Best Friends. They have a neon light against a wall that looks... I, and again, you know, I here's the, here's the proof. I'm not a picture-taking dude. You know that. And look what I did there. I, I was having fun with it. Yeah, yep. so some people don't are, are texting and they don't know exactly what it is. And it's kind of hard to descri- describe. But it's environments you're... for taking pictures, basically. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. There's, there's no rides attached to it. Um, but it's it's a cool place where the JCPenney used to be in the King of Prussia Mall. There yeah. was actually somebody there that night, last night, apparently, taking some wedding pictures. Because there is a yes. uh, there is a uh, a flower room that's yep. laid out in a cool way. Yeah. Beautiful. So, so just... Just anticipate something you haven't quite seen before. It's not an amusement park, though you can't have fun in it. We were I, again. I, I think everyone had the same perception. It was actually more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, no rides, but there no. are some interactive things like slides and uh, a gigantic ball pit that adults can get in. Yes, right. go with go with people. Go yeah. with and go, especially if you have uh, the teens or kids who have phones who love to get on social media. This is going to be a home run. Did Absolutely. anybody get a, a picture at all? Or any video of me pushing Kathy into the, the ball pit? Um, there, Wait, there is a picture of me struggling to get out. So there okay. is a picture of you pushing me. I'm already I, in. It's a little bit blurry, so it's not good. But it's of me trying to get to the ladder. That's, it's like, ha- that's harder I, than you would think. <laughs> I have video of it, but Rachel, unfortunately, thought you could start videoing uh, holding your phone one way and then flip it sideways oh, so, it's like, oh. so it's sideways the whole time but oh. i can I, I have an app that will allow me to flip it and oh, good. Uh, and be able to post but i've got to i got to do doctor it and get that done i'll do it later on hey I'm marissa wants to jump in i have major fomo from your photos guys <laughs> <laughs> we wish you were there we were talking about you oh thank you well don't worry we're going to send out a christmas card of all of us uh, in one of the pictures and that was also my second fear. Well, I was like, I'm not but uh, congratulations to my aunt Joanne Magnata, who was honored last night. So that's why I wasn't there. Oh, that, that's cool. obviously that's a good reason. Yeah, yeah, you had a good reason. People were guessing it was because Marissa doesn't go to the suburbs. And <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it. I well, mean, my event know. was in the city, so it was better. <laughs> was yeah. a major FOMO, guys. It looked like it was so much fun. Chris, cool. you walked around the mall for a little bit, right? Yeah, I did. I uh, I had not walked uh, from the court to the plaza since they redid everything. Oh, Wait, 12 really? miles it yeah. is. And it took me a long time. I I got to tell you, it is beautiful. Like <laughs> it is it is so nice. And now I was walking through an area of the mall that I have no business being in. It's the, the Cartier new, the new and, part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in fact, there's a, there's a little four-way section where it's it's Louis Vuitton, and this is at the intersection. Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Cartier, and uh, it might be Hermes, but yeah. I mean, it's like you know, yeah, it's the big the heavy spot. hitters. But I, but I, I agree with you, Casey, and that is, it's no wonder. I think it's in the top three highest money generating malls because they lay it out, they update it, they make it. Um, listen, it's no. Uh, and I, I do say listen a lot, but the the, uh, uh, the the truth of the matter is, I say that too, uh, is is that it's hard to fight online sales. Yeah. So you need something that's going to pull people in, and they're they're they always improve the product. I got there. I needed to, to do some shopping, so I got there a couple hours before the event, and uh, and so I went and I, and I also had dinner. 
but I, I went over to uh, the area that uh, that is. I always forget what is the court and what is the. Uh, the court is I where know. we were, and then the plaza. The plaza is like booming Dales and Macy's and all that, right? So I needed to go to Macy's, so I went over there, bought what I needed to buy, and then I came back and I went through the really swanky new area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I got in, and I know them all. I've been going there for twenty some odd years, and <laughs> trying to get back over to the happy place, I got lost. <laughs> Or at least I got turned around. I always where go- I was going the wrong way, and then I had to look at the signs. And, and the signs and are good. Yeah. I always go into the mall the same way. Me I, too. I go in the same entrance. Me too. And Over by Dick's. By the cigar guns. store. Yeah. You know, yeah. I go, I go in that entrance, and, yeah. and then I go, and I know, okay, so I'm no. always working my way back to that. We were in the plaza, not in the court. The court's the... The court's the... The I court is where you do, started. Do they even call it that anymore? I think oh, they changed the name. It was my mall growing up, and... That's important to me. <laughs> anyway, I want to point out over by the cigar store that uh, the Vietnamese place. Uh, that looked fu- good. The fu- that, place. that is now where Ruby's Diner used to be. Yeah. Has barely made an attempt to change it from looking like a Ruby's Diner <laughs> yeah. at all. The train track is still in there. The counter with all the red stools and everything. Uh-huh. And they all they did was put some plants and bamboo in there. Uh-huh. Uh, and I miss Ruby's. But I, I was thinking about going to the Vietnamese place that did look yummy. A couple but, people told me well, that it's actually really good. Good, yeah, good food, good, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Preston, there are a couple of different rubies that you can go to that uh, are ones in Lake Suburban Square in Ardmore, another one down uh, where you used to live. Um, yeah. Past uh, Chai and stuff. Yep, yeah. yeah. That one's yep. still there? Yeah. Right, cool. All right. Anyhow, it was a lot of fun last night, and uh, you can check out our pictures, and you should definitely go. And when you're Saturday, you're going to be Tomorrow, there. Tomorrow, three. It's going to be both days, but I'm going to be there. Uh, I'll, um, I'm dropping by. So I'll be there for about an hour and a half, two hours around three o'clock, and, and come on out. Bring your dog, take some pictures. You're going to love it. Steve's out and about. He's going to be at my gig tonight, Saint at Chaps. He's going to get be... my Saint t shirt. Yeah. He's going to have dinner, get a Saint t shirt. My wife is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Show starts at 8.30. I think it's going to be mobbed tonight. Dude. So I'm going to try to get there at 3 to have dinner because, yeah, because I think idea. it will be mobbed. But it but it it um, it'll, it sounds like it's cool. Uh, the food, I was checking out the menu. They got a lot of stuff, yeah. so I'm happy. Yeah, what time does uh, the, the first set start? Rat Band starts at 6. Uh, yeah, and yeah. then we go on at 8.30. No, okay. the, the uh, no Saints starts at 8.30. Okay. Don't get your expectations too high, folks. Oh like God. I said, we're just, just middle-aged, guy, middle-aged guys having fun. A rock band, but you'll enjoy. We have we make sure you have fun. How many shirts do you have? Only like thirty five or something what? like that. Oh yeah. man, because yeah. I bet you you could sell more. The shirt shirt Probably. actually looks good, and the money's going to go to the camp out for hunger. So, but this is our first time trying this, so you know yeah. we didn't want to overshoot. So right. that's what we got. It's a small batch. Uh, let me see here, Steve. I saw the story. It is definitely speaking directly to you. You love the Hallmark Christmas movies, do I ever? You can actually get paid to watch them. CenturyLink is looking to pay $1,000 to one lucky person to watch and review 24 Hallmark Christmas movies in 12 days. You can knock out two a day, no problem. Oh, my God. Especially on the weekend. I, yeah. Right now, I'm clocking probably two or two or three, if not four. Applicants must be at least 18 years old and a U.S. resident. You must also have a strong social media following, which you do, to share your movies rev- movie reviews with. Responsibilities of the winner include Instagram, tweet, or Facebook each time you turn on a movie. Include the hashtag Countdown to Christmas and Hallmark Dream Job in each post. Uh, Complete the job by Christmas Day. In addition to the $1,000, you also receive streaming service subscription, packet of hot cocoa. Cocoa! A box of Christmas cookies, a a string of fairy lights, 
a mini Christmas tree, mini. and more Hallmark swag than you could ever need. I'll tell you, here's the problem, is that I have all that stuff anyway. I know. Uh, and and I, uh, um, I just, people who get it, get it. And I understand people who don't, uh, that's fine. I, 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 I turned myself over the same way um, that uh, Anakin Skywalker did to the dark side. <laughs> okay. And, and, and I, I, I'm in it fully. I love it. I love, the, I love the vibe. I love every set is a perfect Christmas rendering. The As you said, Preston, everyone looks like an actor or actress you think you know, but they're not really that person. Um, it, 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 everyone is impossibly attractive. It always ends well, and if you start watching the movie that say it's on at 10 o'clock and you have to go away, do some whatever stuff, some errands, and you come back and you catch the ending of the fourth movie, guess what? It's the same ending of the first movie you it started is. watching. So you've got the full story. It never. It, you can always jump in, and you know what's happening. And that's why I, I love the Hallmark Christmas movies. That's a phenomenal Star Wars analogy. Well done. Thank you. I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Samantha, Sprink249. Uh, Sprink uh, she works at the Hallmark store in King She's of Prussia. Awesome! Stopped by her event last night at the at the Happy Place, and uh, she lives in that Hallmark world, man. And like, I'm it's, just trying to hit her up for uh, <laughs> because I I told her because she, she, she's she's a sweetheart, yeah, and I'm totally. saying, really, nice. what do you get access to? Because I, honestly, I think they need to tap into this market. Right? They they think everything's all these 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 uh, you know these 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 women sitting on the couch and so on and so forth. What about me? Mm. Uh, you know, I, I I love it. So Hallmark should we? And they just did they have it yet? The Hallmark convention that's in Jersey. Lacey Chabert oh, was know. there and all that and stuff. Marissa said it was last week. Ah. Ah. Where in Jersey? Was it around our area? Northern no, Jersey. North Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it have been tough to make it. But, but Lacey Chabert was there? Yeah, she was there. And get Danica McKellar oh. and who else? Everybody. <laughs> this Cameron Candace. Uh, Candace Cameron Beret. Everybody. All of the Meryl Streeps. All of the Meryl Streeps. <laughs> they do get attractive women. They get a, sure. and, they, and Lacey Chabert rocks that Christmas story like nobody's business. Whether they're making cookies, buying Christmas trees, she saving cutest, a reindeer farm. She has the cutest little list, like too. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> is, this, is this peppermint? Alicia Witt is another yeah. one that's in a bunch of them. Oh, as well, Alicia so. Witt. Oh, you know who's, um, you were talking about her, Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, that's right. You Rachel told me she Lee was Cook in, one. in one. She's made the jump. She made yeah. the jump. Why not? You know who just, who just said from, um... From uh, um, the sh- the, the, movie? Uh, the show the you show? watch, The uh, Handmaid's Tale, Elizabeth Moss, right? She's in one? She wants to be in one. She's oh. asked to be in one. She okay. loves them. And she's a pretty heavy hitter. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, listen, they're paying $1,000 for that, so you can look right. that up if you want. Uh, I want Now, we're, we're approaching not only the end of a year, but we're approaching the end of a decade. We were talking yeah. about the AMA's, uh, American Music Awards, and how Taylor Swift is going to be the artist of the decade. So you're going to see these decade-end lists or observations that are coming out. And I have one I'm going to bring up here in just a second. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it didn't occur to me that we're approaching the end of the decade until somebody tweeted out the other day, uh, we we have a month left in in this decade. What have you accomplished? And I was just trying to go through my head of, like, things that I've actually been able to do in the last... Ten years, but it, for whatever reason, as in this, we guess, guess no, that was last decade. Yeah, so, yeah. so this decade, not much. Well, well, no, you have, you have. I'm I think you, you tend to forget. You know, I do. I, yeah. I totally tend to forget. Mm. So we had, yeah, obviously, seventies, eighties, nineties, and then was it called the aughts? The aughts. The aughts. And then what are we in now? The teens. The teens. But it's, it wasn't even you know ten, eleven, twelve. I agree. With are you. not teens. I know. Yeah, but nah. I guess on a technicality, some yeah, dickhead so. came up with. <laughs> and when did the Roaring Twenties become the Roaring Twenties? Was it uh, the Roaring Twenties became the Roaring? Tw- I think they might have actually be- 
been called the Roaring Twenties within the Twenties. Okay, uh, maybe that's the kind of thing that uh, like you, F. Scott Fitzgerald would have. Are you wondering coined. if it's more mid to late Twenties or early Twenties? Yeah, something? like yeah, I'm wondering not... if we could come up with a cool thing for the Twenties that are about to come up. Oh. Well, they have to start happening. Exactly. Things, I mean, the shrieking you had, 20s. Yeah, the turbulent 60s, but they didn't get turbulent tw- until towards the end of this. Well, I guess they were turbulent to the mid. The taciturn 20s? Yeah, the taciturn 20s. The exculpatory 20s. Okay. That doesn't really flow. No, it doesn't though. make any yeah, sense, too. taciturn 20s does. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Uh, we'll have to see how they pan out and what we... What the we... titillating 20. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right, anyhow. So, uh, Listverse has come up with the 10... Most important apps of the decade. Okay. Oh. The most. Oh, this is interesting. It is very interesting. So uh, <laughs> there are those apps that uh, that really have meaning in our lives. That this is their list. They came up with. There are some that that help change people, the way people interact with each other, or or the things you do on a daily basis. And I agree. I assume a lot of them are going to be obvious, right? I agree with some of these. I think there's one that I think should be on this list that is missing. All right. Uh, but uh, I'll go through a few of these. And, and they had to have been created within the decade. All right. Or, or had uh, had their explosion in the decade. So Uber, and this is in, in no particular yeah. order, but Uber changed it. Yeah. Changed it. I have never Ubered, ever. I have Ubered, and what? I have lifted. Yeah, uh, I don't do it a lot, but I actually, uh, my experiences have, I've enjoyed more. And not for any particular reason. I think it's just where I was, but the Lyft, I've enjoyed more. But Uber is, uh, sir, in Europe, I did it actually. Rodney and I took Uber um, Executive. Yeah, okay. we did Uber in, uh, in yeah. Europe as well. And yeah. just, yeah, it was cool. Everywhere. It's just easy. It's easy. Yep. Well, I realized the other day it became, it's become a verb. Yeah, it's like, Ubered. Yeah. Google it. Like, well, you don't know yep. it. Well, Google it. Well, uh, you need a ride. Let's call Uber. There's Let's a couple. There's a couple in this uh, list that are that way. Yeah. They become verbs. So cool. Yeah. Uh, so ride sharing uh, apps like Uber, Lyft, Wings, and Sidecar have taken over the market. This is their description, by the way. Yeah. <clears throat> in a way few apps could ever hope to emulate, and they've also had a drastic impact on pre-existing industries like taxis. Uh, though Uber has gained some competition in the marketplace, it remains the dominant ride-sharing app and is found on some 110 million users' phones around the world. Yeah, Preston, in Europe, it, it's like in, in England, Lyft hardly existed. 785 metropolitan areas across the globe with coverage in 63 countries. Wow. So you can use it all over the wow. place. Wow, wow. Uh, here's some obvious ones. Instagram. Uh, that uh, that obviously is what it is and has become as popular as it is in this decade. Uh, and it, you know, you don't know which one of these social media things are going to take or not because some have come and gone. You know? remember when you remember when uh, Kylie Jenner wrote something derogatory, I guess, about Snapchat and it, it lost like yeah. half a billion dollars worth of revenue. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tinder. Wow. <laughs> Tinder was a game changer. Big time. And, I, you know, I, I've never had a need for it. I've been married throughout the whole thing. Me too. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, it's the the app that I look back at and going, damn it, I wish I would have had this. Now, it would have been different circumstances. I may not have met my wife, so obviously I don't right. mean that. But as somebody who is single... What a, what a what a time saver! Or it could have been that was him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, does Tinder yeah, work as yeah. well for ugly people? Yeah, I would imagine you, you okay. can get you can get ugly Tinder, which is a second <laughs> app. Tunder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chode. Um, yeah. Grundle. Ugly people need sex. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But uh, when you're when when it's I know I'm an ugly person. When you're looking, but you're also 
I don't. You're exactly. kind of selective. You've like got, you, you can't aim too high. So if you indeed, you got to know who you are. <laughs> yeah. and you got to know who might be accepting of you. And it's always been that when you, you know, I, I figured that out too. Also, yeah. be aware Just that every picture you're seeing on Tinder is oh, not what the God, person yes. looks like. Oh my God, everyone yes. is ugly. Yep. Uh, in the 90s, people would never tell their friends that they met somebody online. Right. But by 2010, it was fairly commonplace that uh, sites like Match.com and others, people were using that, and it wasn't didn't have as much as of a stigma. And while there have been apps that help people meet one another before Tinder hit the market in 2012, none changed the way people got together quite like Tinder did, well, and it has gone on to become a significant aspect of many young people. And that lives. became also, talking to Marissa's thing about becoming part of the, the vernacular, swiping right, right yep. swiping left. Yep. And you know what I see a lot, too, is um, the older generation who is now using it, it's still like almost a little bit embarrassing. So they're like, ooh, met online or yeah. I'm on Tinder. Okay. You know, they'll almost whisper it, whereas the younger people are like, oh, I met on Tinder. You know, my, like they don't care. My buddy's uh, divorce is going to be final in about a week. And so I asked him, so what are you going to do? He's like, well, nothing now. I'm not ready. And and But he said, yeah, eventually I'll probably get on Tinder and, yeah, Tinder yeah, yeah. and give it but a try. You is know? Tinder really a dating app or is it a banging app? Or, it's both. Yeah. yeah I mean, you can what do you think? It? I mean, if you had it's to do also a dessert topping. Percent wise, would you say, is it? It depends on what your intent is. You know, yeah. I mean, I, it, water tends to find its own level, right? So, like, if you're on there because you're looking to date somebody, you, you're going to find somebody that you want to date. If you want to get get laid, you can just use it to get that. You to know? the so, getting laid part, what, what was the well, – there was another app that was pretty ex- – especially about getting laid outside yeah. of Tinder. What was that app? I don't remember, well, but uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Grindr it, is, it was is more the gay to, app. It yes. was more right. to the point of this is just for having right. sex. Right, right. And in yeah. fact, is Tinder the one that gives you the, you're within 10 miles of this person and I've never they used all, it? They all do. Okay, all right, right. Yeah. I mean, Tinder initially, Steve, was about hooking up, right? right. Uh, but people, it's evolved and because of, uh, of how... Um, Omnipresent, it is. It's it's become a dating app as well. Remember that uh, what Ashley Madison? That's for the uh, yeah, that is that the one cheaters. for the people wanted cheaters? Yeah, yeah. cheaters. Uh, so these are this is the list first, and it's the the ten most important uh, apps of the decade. I'm going to tell you the one that's not on here because we're not going to we may not have time to get to all of these because uh, our next guest yeah. is waiting for us. But um, Waze is not on here. Oh, Waze well, is the best. Agreed. Yeah. It may not. It may not have been around long enough for them to consider it of the decade. I mean, there are obviously other map uh, features that you can use in GPS and so forth. But but Waze's ability to direct you around traffic and alert you of accidents and police and things so, like that, you just can't beat it. So that's a thing. Um, like Waze or what, what What do I have on my on my iPhone? What is just the standard? Uh, is that Google? Maps. Google Maps. Yeah. Yeah. There's right, Maps so, and there's Google Maps. All right. So. As far as directions are concerned, they're kind of the same. It's but what Waze offers, as far as police ahead, it's a real it's a real ahead, time uh, uh, cars on the side of the road. Google yeah. Maps does not do that. Well, the well, same yeah, way, but, you're, but you're, Google you're, Maps and Maps doesn't it? It will still give you your arrival time based on traffic, it, like Waze. Yeah, it will. will it will. The, actually, Waze is more like a, like the the people's um, uh, yeah. system because it's constantly updated by people on the road. So. Uh, the level of precision is when you see something like you know uh, a quarter mile up pothole, you know, and, yeah. and and it's and it's sometimes it'll tell me a pothole in seventy seven miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, so, really? <laughs> Can you? It's, I think it's one of their little glitches. It's a little glitch, but but yeah. it's still, it's I have so in my car, I have the uh, the Google the Maps. I have the uh, it's the satellite that shows you exactly where you are. You see an actual photograph of where you are, which is very cool. 
But the ways when it kicks in, and Preston, I've said, no, no, I, I'm not going to go that way. I'm not going to. I'm not going to oh, go yeah, that way. Trust it, and I've paid for it. Yep, me too. Yeah, yeah, I've learned to trust it. So I use ways because of you guys, because especially you, Preston, because you really like it. You speak very highly of it, and um, to me, I don't quite get it. I, I do get it, but I think that that Google and the maps that I have on my phone does the same thing. To me, with you, ways, how? So you're just. You're, you're, it's based on what people are reporting? Like how... And, you see other, it's yeah. monitoring you, and it also asks you to... Or you can report okay, stuff. So, so if you have it pulled up, it's monitoring you, your speed. Yeah, it'll, okay, it'll say... Right. It, in fact, sometimes it'll say, we've noticed you slowed down. Are you in the middle of traffic I right see, now? I see, I yeah. see. Okay. And that's the difference. You're, for the most part, in general, you're right. The other services are going to be... Uh, like, for example, I get I get lines on, on my on my... You know, satellite imagery that shows uh, the traffic is going to start to slow down ahead, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but Waze is just a little bit more ahead of the curve for that reason. That type of stuff. Nick and I were actually driving to the MM barbecue, and we, well, I tried to beat Waze, and he kept telling me, he's like, just follow it, just follow it. And I'm like, I so no, bad. I know this shortcut. And both of us, we were like, we, we made a turn. We were like, yes, I think you said we beat Waze. And then we made one more turn, and it was like dead stop. Yep. <laughs> like, I guess not. It'll It'll work. All right, some other ones on this list of the, uh, but I, I thought Waze should have been yeah. on here. Uh, Snapchat, is, yeah. uh, yep, mm. and uh, it first Still. hit hit this, the uh, the app stores in 2011. I'm I surprised. never got into the Snapchat. I was going to say, does anybody here other I than Marissa have? But I don't, I don't even know how to do it. No, me neither. Uh, so it's uh, it within a very short period of time, it grew to become one of the largest image sharing apps on the market in less than a year. The service was processing 25 images each second. Mm. Jesus Christ! And since the service added video compatibility, Snapchat has been growing uh, to include more than 10 billion video views per day. With over 210 million daily active users. So, wow. is Facebook still the mofo with Instagram hot on its heels, or what? What's, well, as I mean, far as like usability and, and actual users, Facebook is, is far and away the yeah, most. You yeah. know, because it's worldwide, and it's also it also had the jump. Right, so, yeah. I, I wonder in, in in on a daily basis, active users or people who right. or, or, or a preference level. Yeah, I know Instagram is a major, but player. yeah. And also, what you're actually targeting and what you're using yeah. it for. I mean, you know, each... each D-pick. Just because yeah. there are there are several billion people on Facebook doesn't mean it's the most effective. Right. But, like, as far as actual numbers go, Facebook is, is far and away the most. Right. I, right. I'm on Vero most of the time, guys. Uh, that Vero? Was the, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> they, they tried really hard. Boy, did they, did they I, try, I got an account. <laughs> I, 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 always, I always check it out to see... They promoted it really well. I, it's probably we are probably the only members of Vero right now. <laughs> All right, then there's two games on here. Two games uh, that are that are some of the best or, or most important apps of the decade. They're saying in list first, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. What I didn't still realize, see people playing Pokemon Go, is how popular it still is. Mm-hmm. It's, really? It is huge. You will see, and you, I see it all the time. For some reason, where I live. Uh, near near uh, Germantown and Chestnut Hill, there is a lot of Pokemon activity, and you'll see our, our friend Mel, who's one of our, our uh, you know big listeners. I've seen her out and about chasing Pokemon. So listen, here's the the description: a game that not only became an instant success, but it also got people to leave their houses, venture out into the world, and capture digital creatures of all different kinds. Since the game's release in 2016, uh, wow, I thought it came out earlier than that. Uh, it has been downloaded more. Than a billion times. So Pokemon itself was out well before that, but the game, you know, came yeah. out. Yeah, the game is entirely free, but players can purchase upgrades and tools to help in their quest to catch them all. By the beginning of 2019, the game had grossed more than three 
billion dollars, which is a lot for a free app. The app yeah. is free, so there's people and it's buying made three items. billion dollars. That's how they get you, though. But only, I mean, it only it came out in 2016. For some yeah. reason, I thought it was much earlier in the decade. That's wild. Uh, Candy Crush Saga is the other one. Uh, Candy Crush Saga has been downloaded more than 2.7 billion times. Kathy, you were addicted. Yes, I was for a little while. I My wife was addicted. What, what was it? Was like what was it? What was it? Farm World or there were a couple oh, yeah, that were, there that were almost like Sims. Yeah. Farmville was that Farmville, it? and then that my my wife got really really tied up into a it was a Sims like game. Okay, I mean, and she had the elaborate out uh, the uh, the greenhouse, not outhouse. Yeah, you set up your own outhouse, but like. I think, Kathy, Candy Crush is kind of like a good F-buddy, right? Because, like, I haven't played in a long time, but it's always there, right? So if, like, I've already exhausted my apps and I'm just looking to, like, kill time with whatever. You're like, in, like, a waiting oh, room and, and you're and like, I'm like, oh, I, for- I forget what level I'm on, uh, Mike, you know? it, the, the thing is, it's also helped me extract the uh, argument that I'm playing video games too <laughs> yeah. much because my wife plays video games all the time. Yeah. She just By plays the way, them on her phone. She plays... That's not a... Vi- that's a video screen. By the way, the music is, I think, part of the appeal, too. Yeah. And it, I, I think they take a they take a, a note from um, slot machines because I think yeah. slot machines, all slot machines, all the music is in the key of C. Yeah. Is so that right? So it sounds pleasant very when you, soothing. When you hear ding, 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 bling, yeah. bling, 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 and it's the same thing with that. It's very soothing. They're not uh, minor chords. Right. Right, yeah, it's uh, almost meditative. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Google bought Waze a few years ago, so I wonder how much interaction between Google Maps and yeah. Waze there actually uh-huh. is, yeah. uh, and how much they speak okay. to one another. Uh, so the game's success, by the way, Candy Crush Saga drew the attention of uh, Blizzard, which purchased its developer King for five point nine billion dollars. Five, almost six billion dollars. I get all that's <laughs> unbelievable. All right, uh, let's see. I think I have uh, three. Three more on the list of top apps of the decade. Apple Pay. Apple Pay. Oh, yo. I use it periodically, but not a lot. Our vending machine has it. I noticed. (laughs) Uh, Technically, digital wallets have been around in one form or another for a long time, but Apple managed to put one in nearly everyone's pocket, and in less than a year, Google followed suit. Apple managed to create a means of payment, which could be authenticated via password, thumbprint, or even facial recognition. So... Uh, pretty important. I've never I, used it. I, I have still it. haven't used I, it. I, I just always I automatically pull out my credit card. I don't about, really think to do I it. Get, Maybe 12, 12, 15 times in my life. So, uh, yep. But it's one of those things that I can see going to because of the fact that you're going to be able to do the facial recognition and all that other stuff. Uh, what I'm curious about is how the Apple credit card is doing, which they just introduced mm-hmm. this year. So mm-hmm. is Apple Pay linked to an existing credit card that you yes. already have? Yes. Okay. So, it's, my, so it's, it's linked to a card, and the picture of my credit card comes up. Gotcha. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's it's very easy to use. Uh, then you have Vine. Um, the Vine yeah. videos. Yep. Vine came and went, though. Yeah. Uh, well, now, yeah, it's not It's not around anymore. It People... used to be 15, what, 15 seconds was the... Uh... I don't even think it was that long. No, six seconds. Yeah. Six seconds. Oh. But uh, people still watch Vine videos on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. My, my daughter does, and, yeah. and it'll be like, you know, 20 minutes of Vine videos running <laughs> consecutively, and it it's entertaining and kind of disturbing at the same time. Yeah. Because just as you start to care for this six-second thing, you're on to another one. And it's so overload that yeah. I kind of get lost in all But there were it. stars that came out of the Vine world, sure. which is also fascinating uh, because they have these videos that only lasted a few seconds long. Thank God that wasn't the way of, of all history because <laughs> could you imagine Brando trying to become a star? No. <laughs> that's too slow. Uh, Vine was in, came out in 2003. 
2013. It lasted until 2017, at which point the platform was retired. It seems like the impact of Vine, though, was minimal until it was replaced by Chinese app TikTok. That's the new TikTok one. TikTok is the, yeah, it's it started, all the rage right now. It started off as Musical.ly, which yep. is when my daughter got on board, and then they changed the name to uh, TikTok. Uh, Siri. Is it? I don't. I never consider it an app, but it's considered it is, an yeah. app. It was. I remember when it when they first introduced Siri. I, I, you know, I remember the day the original iPhone came out, and I bought bought two of them, one for myself and one for my wife, because I know I needed to justify my purchase by getting it. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, you know, from from there, that seems that seems prehistoric to what we have now. And Siri was always sort of scattershot in its early days. It still is for some things. Some things. But it's gotten a lot better. In fact, I'm surprised she hasn't triggered just by yeah. us saying some things right now. It does happen from time to time. But you know what? It's uh, you know, it's made hands-free stuff, operations, very easy. What and... do you think of the new casual? Like, uh-huh. Have you had that with Siri yet? No. Uh-huh. uh-huh. No, I haven't. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. I mainly use Siri for uh, setting reminders and timers and things like that. So. I, I am so listened to. Yeah, there, there it is. There it went. Somebody's triggered. Um, so I, I, I'm <laughs> cameras, everything. I'm surprised. I think even periodically the toaster will listen to me. There's okay. just so much going on in the house. And then the last app that is uh, part of a list first of most important apps, 10 most important apps of the decade, because we're now right, reaching the end of the decade, as Marissa was saying, has now basically, uh, it's a verb, you can use the word, is FaceTime. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'll FaceTime oh. you. Well, FaceTime's been a revelation. I'll tell you where it's been a, re- a revelation for me. Uh, listen, there's, there's a genuine thrill to being able to talk to someone and, and, and you know, a long distance and see them. But when my dad needs tech support, <laughs> yeah. show me what it says. So yeah. put, hold it up to the computer. It has saved me from having a, a complete aneurysm. All right, so Marissa's not uh, an Apple user. Uh, how do you FaceTime somebody like her? There is a compatible app, I believe, Marissa, that will... Uh, yeah, there's lots of apps you can use, but also like WhatsApp. Um, what's the other one that's like Who WhatsApp? Dad? The, pur- the purple <laughs> one. But also Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Oh, that's they all right. Have you can do options. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they that all... You can chat. You can video chat. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's weird. Like even people you're not friends with can call you on Facebook. So yeah. weird. I get like a missed call. You, you and should I'm like, be able to block the, the anybody. Yeah, you should. You should be able to set the parameters of who you want calling you. The new one that they're they're pushing is is the Facebook device for your. TV, they're yeah. beating the hard. So I'm like, cell. what's the point, though? Yeah, what is the point? Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, well, that's that's a lot of that's a wasted investment right there. I mean, because you, 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 most TVs carry a Skype app too, mm-hmm. if you want to do it that way. But mm-hmm. also, I I just I don't. There's no need for it. I could just do it with my phone and then have the TV on at the same time. Did uh, did uh, Chat Roulette not mention? I remember Chat Roulette was a big thing for quite a while. No, they it didn't didn't have staying power. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have enough impact. I mean, it it, it flared up and then it went yeah. away. Uh, but FaceTime is something that, you know, uh, I mean, my kids are constantly, that's what they yeah. do. That's how they communicate it's with the verb, friends, yeah. And they leave it on. They'll leave it on for an hour. Yeah, really? Listen. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's got to be just go, go about their business and just let it, you know, well, we have like an unlimited okay, plan yeah. or something. So Listen, I, I don't live with my son, but I get to FaceTime with him almost every day, if not every day. And and just to be able to, and we will do that, Preston, he'll just leave it on and walk around the room and, and chat with me. And mm-hmm. it's it does not replace living <laughs> With your kid, but it's a pretty cool way to just interact with somebody. And it's like Steve with, with your dad living out of state. Yeah. You get to see the person and, and just have a conversation as almost as if they were in the room. With it you. makes it, it makes so my dad like it and I we love to do phone sex. Right. And there's oh, a, yeah, you guys have a weird yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah. Now you have a video. Uh, son, you you got to yeah. use a Canadian grip component to that. <laughs> Uh, it first debuted in 2010, by the way. It wasn't the first app to link people all over the uh, the world of video chats because you had Skype and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But this one 
uh, made it a little bit easier, and people started referring to it as FaceTiming. And uh, so, <laughs> you know, that the ring on Face FaceTime. Whenever somebody loses a phone, I always they're like, "Oh, can you call my phone?" I'm like, yeah. I, and I always FaceTime it because. Of that ring. Yeah, it's Because a lot of times the ringers are off, but the FaceTime is oh, not. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's definitely helpful. Like we're changing right. the world today. That's some list first. Thought it was kind of interesting getting to the end of the decade. Top 10 most important apps of the decade. And I'm sure there are a few that you've thought of as well. But we need to take a break because we got a guest standing by. He's going to be in our studio. Mr. John O'Hurley is in town. The great one. Uh, for the Purina Annual National Dog Show. And we love having him in. We'll do that in a moment. But in the meantime, i got a pair of tickets to see comedian Cal Pem. Who's going to be performing Saturday, February 1st at the Keswick Theater in Glenside? Let's take caller number 15 at 215 263 WMMR. Tickets go on sale in about an hour at 10 a.m. And uh, you can click concerts at WMMR.com for complete on sale information, including the pre sale. But we'll take caller 15 and give you those tickets. Back in a moment. Stay with us. Hey gang, starting Monday, December 2nd, we are camping out and broadcasting our show from Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. It's Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance and fueled in part by Energy Transfer. Now join us for special guests each morning inside the warm confines of the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. With free hot coffee from Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Join us on site and drop off your non-perishable food donations at the General Building Contractors Association Demolish Hunger Donation Area. Camp out would not be possible without the generosity of you, our great friends and listeners, and our partners. Select Event Group, Chorus Photography, Light Action Productions, IMS Technology Services, Skelly's Amusements, Shapiro Fire Prevention, and Newman University Videography. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. All right, thanks, Kath. The Purina National Dog Show is Saturday and Sunday at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. If I've done my math correct, and I may have done it incorrectly, but our next guest has been hosting this for 17 years. We'll find out if that number is correct or not. Please welcome the one and only Mr. John O'Hurley. Nice. Morning. Thank you very much, Joy, to be here. This is actually year number 18. 18. 18. Yes, if you're counting. We mm-hmm. have talked over the years about this and spoken about the event. It, for me, is one of those things now that signals the holiday season. It's one of those ex- extra little flourishes, and the dog show is, and I enjoy watching it. Is it still, John, I believe, one of the single most viewed events on television, if not the most viewed during, viewed during the course of the year. I would say next to Super Bowl, the National Dog Show presented by Purina is number one. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's yeah. 30, uh, roughly 32 million people watch it. It's it's staggering, the number. And it goes up. Here's the odd thing. It goes up every year. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, everything else is a slow descending spiral, including my <laughs> career. <laughs> This seems to be kind of working against uh, gravity. You are a fan of uh, of uh, canines, and uh, we are. Both, this is a big pet city. It used to have a bad reputation, and and it's it's turning around. A lot of great charities. I'm doing an, an animal charity event tomorrow, uh, and uh, so here is a perfect place for it. And I think that's probably uh, part and parcel of the increase in the audience. I think more and more people are are letting their their pet fandom. Yeah, shine you know? exactly, and also you know it's a wonderful. The Kennel Club of Philadelphia is just a wonderful partner in this. The way they've they, they, since they've licensed the show to NBC as the National Dog Show over this uh, eighteen years, they've been extraordinary to us, and it's been wonderful to watch it grow. Not only as a television event, but as a 
you know, as a live event. Uh, if, and I would recommend anybody with uh, kids in the family, bring them on down to the uh, Expo Center there uh, this weekend, especially Saturday for the taping of the show. It's uh, it's just it's, it's a, a great venue. We, we have we have we have a uh, you know, we have a lot of events there and it's just it's perfect for this. It sure is. Yeah. Oh, and this this is one of the last bent, remaining benched shows, which means that the dogs, the owners, the handlers, everybody has to remain uh, on property all day long so uh-huh. that you can walk up and down the aisles. There's 2,000 of the top dogs in the country and representing, uh, I think we have 196 breeds, different wow. breeds. Uh, there, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 18 years of hosting us, how good have you gotten at uh, spotting the winner? Uh, Picking the winner. The uh, I, I've gotten much better. Have you? Much be- well, you know, it's you get so this, that means uh, you're betting on it now. <laughs> it's right. It's, uh, I have uh, you have this unconscious database where you remember. Uh, you know, you'll see a golden retriever, and you go, "That is the best golden retriever I've seen in 18 years." Wow. So, you know, it, it, and uh, uh, so I'm getting a little bit better. At you, it. you know what's great too is that, the, and, and I, I we've discussed this before that that this is sort of a step off from best in show, where the mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know it's okay, let's let's continue this, and let's actually do this. And uh, and you 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 bring a uh, your your natural uh, wit and sensibility to the presentation. Well, it allows me to say some of the stupidest things I've ever said on television. <laughs> the, fir- the first year when they brought the old English sheepdog up to the judge, <laughs> right. um, and the old English sheepdog happens to be eighty pounds of hair and two pounds of actual dog. <laughs> they brought her up. They brought the uh, the, the sheepdog up, and um, and this elegantly gowned woman, the the judge, walks around to the back of the dog, and she starts p- picking up all of the hair and putting her hands all over the back of the dog. And I turned to David Fry, my co-host. I said, David, can you explain what she's doing? He says, John, she's putting her hands on the dog <laughs> to make sure that make sure that the shoulders and the hips align with the written specification of what the perfect old right. English sheep dog should be. He said, mm-hmm. because you can hide a really bad dog with a really good haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, you're telling me I went to junior prom. And it, gets, and it gets worse. She walks around to the front of the dog and then she starts picking through all of the hair on the head yeah. of the dog. And I said, David, what is she doing now? He says, John, she's trying to find the eyes oh, wow. to gauge the attentiveness of the dog. And I said, really? I said, well, if she picks through all of that hair and she finds only one eye, she's got to run into the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact they let you do that, uh, that you know, that, that obviously uh, I think people are looking for that, that sort of, uh, that sort of approach. You know, those Christopher Guest movies like a best in show, they, they show the, the quirkiness of any group of people. Uh-huh. And I'm sure that the dog shows has their, uh, theirs as well. And, it does. And I'm sure it's, you've seen all types of characters over know, the years. It's, it's like curling in Canada. Right. Yeah, you know right, what I yeah. mean? The people that are curlers just travel around in groups. You it's, know, and what it's, a, it's what they do. It's what they do. And, you know, it's what's interesting about uh, the dog show is that in order to um, host the dog show, they have to consider all of the RVs that are parked out in the lot. Yeah. That I mean, they have to consider that, in the, which is why when you look for an arena to do a show, not every arena can support it because mm-hmm. of the number of RVs. People, they live in their RVs. The, a lot of them are semi-retired or retired, and this is what they do. They take their dogs it's, around. It's a, it is an event that is surrounded by a culture, that's surrounded by a lifestyle, and, mm-hmm. it, and, it, and it's, again, anything of this nature, even things that I am not particular. I don't drink yet, I'm into... Uh, wine culture and and what goes into people who are aficionados and and, and who enjoy this stuff. Let me get this straight. <laughs> you don't drink and yet you're into the I, wine. I, I, that right? is talk about self torture. <laughs> I know, <laughs> uh, but I I love people who are engaged. I love when people are engaged by something. I mm. I feed off that. I like to see that. Preston uh, plays golf. 
uh, and uh, and I, I don't. But I uh, but the culture of golf fascinates me. Mm-hmm. You know, so so in this case, I am I am a dog owner. I love dogs. Uh, and and so this this whole thing, but people who get that into it, the minutia, all of that stuff, has your has your um, has your own interest and participation because you you are a dog owner yourself. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, has that increased exponentially, or did it in fact mitigate it? After all this? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I still love. I mean, yeah, I, lo- yeah. I love dogs. Absolutely love dogs, and I'm a kinder man and a gentler man with a dog in my lap. I've written that many times, but uh, but you know, I, I the the dog show world itself is. It's not something that attracts me personally. Okay. I don't think I would get into it. It doesn't. Uh, I, I enjoy the spectacle of it, and right. I enjoy certainly, and certainly from a hosting standpoint, uh, I really enjoy it very much. But uh, but it's it's good for the one or two days a year that we do it. I have additionally, I have the uh, the uh, Beverly Hills Dog Show now that we right. do on NBC, and we have that in uh, early uh, uh, early April. Now. Compare and contrast. The uh, the well, uh, the one, Beverly Hills Dog Show. One, I would say that the the Kennel Club of Philadelphia is a little bit more restrictor of a of of, of a of, of a dog show, it's right. an Eastern style show. But then you have uh, you know when you get out into La Laville, there you know we more kind of, Botox. Well, and, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. the, um, a lot of plastic surgery on the dogs. Yeah. Big, big, you know, a lot of implants. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we have. A, we, I think we. We have a little more fun with it out there, and it's it's uh, kind of celebrity-driven. Right, and, right. Uh, yeah, so we have a little fun with it. So. John, I wanted to ask you about your, your book, The Perfect Dog. I understand there was a theater production last night. At last the, night and goes all through the weekend. That's Berwyn, great. Berwyn Theater, correct? Uh, that's correct, yeah. Okay, and yeah. how was that? Was that fun last oh, night? Oh, it's fun. You know, they've included this now, the production, every year um, on, uh, on National Dog Show Week. They call it here now. So uh, uh, it's wonderful to see that what 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 started off as a simple poem that I wrote to my son one night when he asked me a question. He says, "Daddy, is the dog that's best in show?" He said, "Is that a perfect dog?" And I said, "Well, that's an interesting question." So I said, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to answer you in a poem." And so I sat there and I wrote this ode to the perfect dog, and it talks about all the elements of the what the perfect dog would have. Right. And then, uh, but it ends with the phrase, "The dog that is perfect is the one next to you." Mm. And, uh, and well said. And he has, uh, but in his case, it was a little stuffed puppy. <laughs> and so he, um, he he says to me last night over the phone because he was he, not here, unfortunately, starring in Mary Poppins out there in his uh, his school, his mm-hmm. seventh grade, uh, or actually it's the high school production, yeah. but he's one of the kids in the production, so he's out there. But he said, "Daddy, I want you to let everybody know that this is the first musical in the world that was inspired." By a stuffed animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, "There we go." Thank John, I'm you. so I'm so glad you mentioned your son. My son is also in seventh grade, and uh, I I had dogs growing up. I have two younger brothers. Um, my son has two right now, and it's really taught him to be a responsible young man. It, it, it takes work to own a dog, and mm-hmm. it takes work to clean up after them and walk them. But it, he's a, he's a better kid. Because of the dogs in the house. Oh, I agree. And and our he our our son. You know, we got these dogs just about the time that he was an infant. So I would also say that was not a good idea yeah. because the dogs are always bigger than and they're are bigger than the child, and they're always you know they're not as playful. You know, they're, they 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 you grow up scared. Yeah. Of the sure, dog. you don't want yeah. that. There there though though, and I say this all the time. And, and as you know, we have we have nine cats. We have a dog. We you know we we uh, we you know we're going to start doing senior dogs. You know, as as we start to move along and, and bring those into the house but you never hear you never hear you know uh john wayne gacy um uh, was 
just cherished his kittens. You know, it was <laughs> it's never it's never that. It's always if you if you if you don't respect animals, you don't respect you're not going to respect people. You're not mm-hmm. going to respect that life, and you never see that. It's never in the bio of someone who's gone way off the rails yep, yep. that they were wonderfully altruistic to animal causes. It was never the case. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you because obviously, and I, I was telling you as you were coming in, I've been in sort of a YouTube thing. I told Preston about it about watching these outtakes of shows. Seinfeld, obviously, as as Peterman and 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 you know, a classic character, but you are responsible for a number of the the the, the best segments. Um, and they usually involve Elaine, and there was the one with the uh, that I just think is one of the funniest freaking things to watch is her trying to keep it together uh, with the episode that involved the urban sombrero, mm-hmm. and, and the pitch has been made to you, and and you are questioning her decision on bringing this uh, uh, George in on this uh, on this uh, uh, this pitch, and 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 you just say in your classic you know mellifluous way. You know, Elaine, why would you, why would you bring, and she loses it over and over and it goes on and on so much so that, that by, by the end of it, you can see they're saying we're, we're, you're spending a lot of money <laughs> as you're this trying is, to get this, this together. Is, this is precious network time. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, and you, 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 at all, at most you crack a grin, uh, you know, uh, but otherwise you are, you are spot perfect every time and she cannot get it together. There, How often did that happen? Well, there, I mean, let me put it this way. I can see, uh, going back on a couple of the episodes, I can see my right lip starting to curl. <laughs> uh-huh. it because doesn't, it happened to me yeah. several times. And it would always be the monologues yeah, that I would yeah. get because they were so well written and you could just chew them up. You know what I mean? You, they were just yeah. like nice, chewy monologues. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and you tried, but you, and you found yourself laughing at yourself. And yeah. that's really bad. <laughs> well, well, you, well, I think the hardest thing to do, and we, it's the same reason I respond to uh, newscasters who get caught in the moment when they're, they're reading something that should have some even mild gravitas and it ends up they realize okay what am i what am i imparting now yeah. uh in in that case it's 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 got to be very hard especially with writers at that level to keep it together no. did you ever in fact fully lose it oh many times okay many many, many yeah. times yeah and it was always monologue driven yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Elaine, do you have any idea what happens to a butter base frosting after six decades in a poorly ventilated british basement <laughs> I have a feeling that what you're about to go through will be punishment enough. <laughs> I love it. It is I priceless dialogue. It. You, I was reading about your history. I knew about you before Seinfeld, and I, but I forgot. Um, you had done a few Baywatch episodes, did you not? <laughs> and you had, you had played an evil yacht club owner. I really? oh, I did. I did several. You uh, did Baywatch did nights as well. I and, and I also wow. did several episodes of Baywatch. In fact, I did get. Mouth to mouth from Pamela and <laughs> wow! Yeah, really? I, uh, yeah, I was uh, there drowning on the beach there, and she was. Uh, <laughs> enough to, uh, what oh, kind of experience? God. Because people don't remember the first the show premiered on NBC, and it was a bit of a dud. Mm-hmm. Then David Hasselhoff actually purchased, I think, the rights to the show, became mm-hmm. that producer, mm-hmm. and it was one of the first syndicated shows that was kind of going across, you know, kind of bucking the trend. Oh yeah, and then it became a juggernaut, mega, mega hit. Yeah, yeah really and did. and and so you were. Uh, uh, and so, um, uh, what was that like being around that? Because I understand that the, the beach was perpetually filthy. Uh, it was cold. Oh, it was a miserable show to do out <laughs> in the Santa Monica Bay because uh, the bay was not particularly clean. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, and you never know once they tossed it in the water what was, you know, six feet underneath you. Right, you know, right, I just right. had no idea. <laughs> uh, you know, you, saw, you see the shark fin and that's it. You know, it's, it's 
Gosh, I'm going to miss him. <laughs> but Pamela Anderson, at that time, she was the oh, well, not not just her, but the whole thing, the Gary. whole cast. Oh, sure, oh sure. everybody filled out a bathing suit quite well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing like um, nothing like a little spandex. To <laughs> Did you ever have your shirt off in any of those episodes? Uh, let I was me on the beach. Think about that. I don't think I. Did well, maybe I did. Okay, I know. I I know. I walked into the water like Sherman's <laughs> March to the Sea. There, and I think that's where. <laughs> but I think I was a, a, a grieving father. I think I was going into just kind of end it all. I so think you, that's you, what... you were not at that point an evil yacht club owner. Was no, not character? that. No, okay. that was a different character. Okay. That was a different character. Yeah, but she, yeah, they, could, they could have the same actor in for. <laughs> they didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> so Baywatch Nights. If people uh, don't remember. Press and I often laughed about this. It was this was their. Hasselhoff uh, apparently X Files and things had, had, had were were popular, and he thought, well, we'll we'll do a spin on the same show. So that mm-hmm. when Mitch Buchanan was not uh, on the beach rescuing people during the day, he was mm-hmm. investigating uh, crimes and homicides. Paranormal- yes. Homicides. That's <laughs> yes, exactly right. <laughs> also, but also in spandex. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what, do you remember your your experience on that show? Oh, uh, not very much. <laughs> you no, know, it's it's funny. You blocked it, it, it out. It, uh, yeah, well, it, it's kind of this cultural swirl that yeah. I just kind of let go now. I didn't, uh, in fact, had you not reminded me of it, I'm not, uh, as you can see, I'm having this little tick now. <laughs> if you're just tuning, tuning in, it's John O'Hurley, who's in town for the Purina Annual National Dog Show. It's tomorrow and Sunday at Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. When you got started, when you when you decided, you know, I'm going to take a shot at acting, were you already in Los Angeles, or did you go there to do it? Or no, I, I, I started in 1981 in New York City, and uh, New York, okay. I was literally Broadway, uh, uh, I studied opera, and... Um, Went into uh, Broadway for the first part of my career, and then from... discovered. Yeah. Then I discovered daytime television, and I realized that that so... was you know you could move the decimal point over one if right. you were on yeah. daytime. Very lucrative time in daytime too, and uh, and I I did um, I, I was about uh, eight years in daytime. I did I was the first twin brothers on daytime. Oh. <laughs> Do tell. Which, uh, was, which uh, show was it? That was on a show called Loving. Loving lasted okay. until mid-90s from like 83 till mid-90s, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, curious story about that because when you play twin brothers on yeah. television, they have to find a body double for you. So they searched around and they found this guy who looked approximately my height and from uh, the hair color. My hair was jet black then. I looked like... Um, um, David Copperfield. Okay. <laughs> All right. My twin brother. Uh, so anyway, they found this guy, and um, he was a uh, bouncer down at the Limelight, an old uh, church that had become a nightclub. I remember that place, lady. yes. He would hang by the velvet rope and say, not going to happen for you tonight. <laughs> it was um, it was sort of a freaky It was, indeed. Place, yeah. So they found him, and during the day, he was my body double, which means they would shoot over his shoulder at me yeah. and then flip around the other way so that I could talk to myself, I could have fist fights with myself, <laughs> And uh, uh, anyway, so that's that's how that's how that went. But this guy was the worst actor in the world. And it, I would ask them, the producer, I say, please don't have him say my lines. He's driving me nuts. <laughs> so they were nice and just said, you stand there, and that's all you have to do. So for about nine, there I am. Oh so, wow! So You're for right. about that nine, is, so so for about nine months. This uh, guy played my body double. Yeah. And he'd always say, well, I don't think they're going to need me anymore, so I'll go down to my dressing room because I'm working on my play. I said, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm, doing a, I'm working on my play. It's, it's uh, the stories of my life. You know, and I go, well, good for you. <laughs> you know, it, it was Chaz Palminteri. Oh, my 
God. Are you serious? Yeah. That's who, uh, that's I was my wondering. Bo- that's who my body. He was there writing uh, Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale. Oh, oh, my God. God. As so my, we've had as my body double. Oh, yes, and he's a wonderful guy. I love Jay. And every time wow. we see him, we, we just chuckle at each other. You know, when, when he, <laughs> so, because today we look nothing no, like each other. No, you wouldn't be able to. Uh, um, no, but he. So we've amazing. had him, and we love that. Love yeah. that play. Love that the, the yeah. movie that uh, yeah. De Niro directed mm-hmm. and the whole thing. But I was wondering. I, don't wow. tell me this is Charles Palminteri. Uh, that's that's wild. So is soap operas are a demanding thing. I, I know that for a fact. I mean, there's yeah. Uh, really as the world turns, I believe is they're, they're talking about that going off now. Well, uh, all my children. I all think my children. They, I mean, right. All my children's that. off. That's well, gone. I yeah. think uh, the, the only two. I think Bold and Beautiful is still there. There's, Young and Restless is there's there. There's four that are still around. It oh, might really? be really. They're days. still on. Yeah. Remember they they and just the General Hospital. Days they just around. canceled everybody's contract. Right. They're working without a contract right mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. all my children tried to do an online, like continue it online. I was on actually. I, uh, Susan Lucci and I, who have been married four times, I think, to each other <laughs> in various in various pieces of entertainment. Um, Erica came, I right? Took, I, yeah. Yes, I came on and I took her off the air. Uh, she and I went off on our jet together. Yeah. I love her. Wow. And, and specifically because of all my children, that was and, my... Well, I will tell you privately and now publicly. Okay. <laughs> The best kisser on daytime television. Wow, no kidding. Susan Out questions. Well, being on a soap opera, you get a lot of practice. We are sure do. But I'm sure you encountered those who were not. Uh, Let me ask you this, and this is something that I I think everyone has wondered who has not been in a situation like this. Uh, It's got to be pleasant. Does Does it transcend... Does blood rush? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I'll tell you a funny story about that. So, uh, you know, the 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 set of a show is set up on is set up with several individual sets. Right. So, uh, on Loving, for instance, they had this big grand ballroom that was the center piece called the Alden of uh, the Alden right. estate, or the Alden Mansion. Right next to that was a bedroom where I am lying in bed doing a bed scene. Now I'm wearing those little. <laughs> Nude little panties that you wear, like sure, that, yeah. like that. Like flesh and that's it, flesh colored. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so I'm doing the love scene, and we are going hot and bothered at it, and the scene ends, and then the cameras just go away, and then you're just kind of left there, you know. So, but when they what they did was they went over and they did the ending shot of the show, which everybody there's this enormous black tie affair going on in the big uh, yeah. drawing room of the mansion, and the cameras are kind of floating around and catching the activity and stuff, and then they're rolling the credits over that. <laughs> well, I get up out of bed in my nude skivvies and I walk into the set into the party and I grab a glass of champagne oh, that's great and I let them roll the credits over the sink oh. I'm standing there buck ass naked that's awesome. in, the, that's in, in, in the middle of the show and, and I never said anything and then they said okay that's a wrap <laughs> that's hilarious I love it Speaking of rap, we're going to have to rap shortly, so I, I wanted to get to something uh, real quick. I'm sure you're uh, – did you cut some voiceovers for our sister station, Ben FM, while you're in town? They have you do that this time around? Oh, I've been jiggy with it, yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, we were curious if you might be able to do a couple of voice things for us real quick because a little while back I had this idea. If we were to cast – WMMR, the movie, yes. who would play who? And we went right. down a list of people, and we had people uh, suggest, and we eventually narrowed down the cast of the WMMR movie. What celebrities would play. Exactly. And playing our program director, Bill Weston, 
John O'Hurley. Yeah, was and, the and overwhelming you, you were uh, the overwhelming choice. Yes. Well, that's interesting. I would. I was hoping he'd have higher standards. <laughs> <laughs> he is, so to understand Bill West, and he is he he is has a, a bit of your delivery. Mm-hmm. He he is somewhere between Peterman and Ted Knight. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, right, yeah, and that would agreed. be right, and agreed. that would be the the deal. So so we we figured uh, we'd we'd come up actually. Steve did come up with some lines that that might be indicative of Bill. Mm-hmm. These are things that he has said in various forms. And uh, we're calling this the Bill Weston story, Soup. There it is. <laughs> Bill <laughs> hates soup. Uh, it's a long story. I so a lot know. of this is very inside. Do we have any soap opera music which would... Uh... Yes. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Okay. If uh, you wouldn't mind, give us a couple of Bill Weston lines. That'd be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay. Preston, try to refrain from mentioning on air that you occasionally use Band-Aids. It makes you sound privileged. (laughs) I just saw the most amazing thing while driving in today. Firefighters were collecting donations at various intersections. Is that a Jewish thing? (laughs) So last night, I was jarred awake from my slumber by a horrible nightmare. Both Preston and Steve were there in the studio, sitting on horses and eating soup. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. What say we file that one under? Who gives a crap? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that recently widowed quadruple amputee was a terrible guest. She didn't bring the ha-ha. <laughs> Perfect. And last one. On today's show, you had the Pope driving in a go-kart, you solved the John Bonet Ramsey case, and you raised Kurt Cobain from the dead. I'd give it a C+. Plus. <laughs> I couldn't have asked for better. My Hall God, that fame. was absolutely yeah, perfect. Loved it, loved it. Although exaggerated, those are things that he has said <laughs> yes. to us. In various yeah. forms. Quite well, similar. I love the idea uh, occasionally use Band-Aids. It just makes you sound <laughs> privileged. <laughs> that was a riff. Even Preston John... was simply talking about going to the doctor. <laughs> Even John picks up on that, yeah. that word. Uh-huh. Privilege. <laughs> uh, the show, the dog show, by the way, is uh, Saturday and Sunday at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. Tickets are at NDS. Dot nationaldogshow.com. You can get them at the door. And as John was saying, this is a great family event to take people to. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, we know that there are armies of pet-loving people such as ourselves uh, mm-hmm. uh, there. you got to go see that. And if you can't make it out to that, you got to watch the event itself on air because it's just... It, it's, Thanksgiving Day. It. Thanksgiving it's, it's, Day. A, it's a ritual. Yep. Yeah. You'll be yeah. one of 32 million. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a pair of tickets to give oh, away, nice. actually. We'll take caller number 17 at 215-263-WMMR. And uh, it's just sixteen dollars for adults, seven bucks for kids. Children three and under are free. You can visit nationaldogshow.com for details. But we'll give away those tickets now. John, it always wonderful well, the, to see the, you. The kids aren't free. The admission is free. <laughs> oh for yes, the kids. Right. Yeah, take children we, for free. We start like... giving the kids away, especially, especially the ones under three. It's it's wrong. It's wrong on yes, many sir. levels. Yes, I'm asking about those tickets. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's always great to see you. You as well. Thank you. Enjoy the dog show while you're in town, ladies and gentlemen. John, oh, yeah. Hurley. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
has discovered three cows are roaming the national park, and it's believed they got there by swimming four to five miles across the core sound during Hurricane Dorian. These cows got launched out to sea. I didn't know they were uh, adroit swimmers. Yeah, all three were living on Cedar Island when the hurricanes generated a mini tsunami on September 6th. Did they swim or take kayaks? Much of the wildlife off the island, including 28 wild horses. They didn't make it, but uh, the first cow in the North Corbarrier Island they found about a month after the storm. And now they found all three, and uh, they managed to get over there. They are calling them the sea cows. Uh, They are part of a wild herd that roams private land on Cedar Island. Do you know what was avoided, Preston? An utter catastrophe. <laughs> I never <laughs> see that coming. Oh, my God. He milks that joke so much, right? I know. <laughs> uh, listen, we got to take a break. We got to take a break right all now. All right, all right. Coming back in just a moment. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, you know what I failed to mention all morning? We, we hit it pretty good yesterday, but uh, the fact that we have moved <clears throat> the Totally Office Calendar release party for yes. this year to the Camp Out for Hunger. We're actually going to do it that week. We uh, decided that <clears throat> let's try and uh, kill two birds with one stone and see if we can raise some more uh, food and funds for uh, the Camp Out for Hunger. For yeah. So, yeah. Marissa had the idea a while ago, and... and, and uh... I think it'll work out. Listen, it, people coming down to get the calendars, they drop off. We, we just ask a, a, a little donation at least. Sure. Yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, and so that's going to be on Wednesday night of the camp out. That is December 6th, and it will be inside Xfinity. Oh, no. December I'm 4th. Sorry. I'm sorry, December 4th. December 6th is the last day. Yeah. So uh, we'll be inside Xfinity Live. Uh, Jackie Bam Bam will be in the tent broadcasting his show. And the whole thing starts at 6, 6 to 9. So get there early, make your donations, hang out for a little while, get a bite to eat, whatever it may be. And then start getting in line, and you meet all the ladies, every single one of them. And uh, everybody gets their calendar, get pictures, uh, autographs, all that good stuff. So. We saw, I guess, some of the uh, of the final picks for the, the calendar. Everything looks really good. I actually really like our signing page. That, yeah. pic- that picture really is awesome. Cool. I never like our picture, and that picture I really like. And it was done, originally that was going to be in Philly Mag, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's one, the one that they didn't pick, and we're like, can we have that? And they said, yeah, absolutely. So we're using it. Uh, for a calendar. It's got a special theme to it, so uh, you'll have to come and see for yourself. <laughs> Alright, today's lesson question, we're going to give away a case of yards brawl. The question is uh, simple. Who is the best ass wiper in Hollywood? <laughs> it's not anybody famous. No, it's, no, you no. You can't take a guess. Nobody and, famous would want that job. Uh, but uh, you found out, <clears throat> you know, Kevin Hart uh, couldn't wipe his ass, so yeah. <laughs> Steve asked if there were ass wipers, and we found out that this one name was very popular. <laughs> Among the best ass wipers in Hollywood. 215-263-WMMR. If you heard, then uh, maybe no, And you should call. And if you get through and you're the one we pick, you could win a prize. Let's see if you get it. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it is brought to you by Dietz and Watson, the official deli meat, cheese, franks, and sausages of the Eagles. Start your pregame with their fan favorite, 100% All Beef Franks. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, you talk, talked about this earlier. Aaron Carter checking into the hospital suffering from malnutrition and dehydration. Carter says it's not the stress of multiple restraining orders against him, issues with drugs, and deeply troubling super huge face tattoo, but rather his new keto diet. <laughs> Mon- Monique suing Netflix for discrimination. 
saying they paid Amy Schumer $11 million for an hour-long stand-up special while offering her only $500,000. To make matters worse, Netflix admits they thought Monique was Cedric the Entertainer. (laughs) Hey, hey! (laughs) And finally, Ronnie Ortiz Magro's ex, Jen Harley, accusing him of revenge dating a friend of hers after their recent, very tumultuous breakup. Harley says that she's beginning to think he has no no desire to patch up their relationship, considering having sex with her friend and the previous attempt to murder her with a knife. Ah, yes. Yeah. And that's Hollywood trash. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Steve. So I have to tell you, I mean, sometimes we have questions that are pretty hard and people don't, you know, nobody calls up with the right answer. Nobody has called, period. For this one. This one was pretty lightning fast. It was. And I think it skipped over everyone's head. Somebody texted it. Did they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the text- get that person on the line. Yeah, there you go. The text board is Somebody get this man a gun. Unless our phone lines are messed up. Which... That, that's what I was wondering because literally nobody called. Uh, and very and well that doesn't happen. That. No. Okay. Well, uh, Marissa will go get us a winner. How about that? Pick and us a winner. And we'll do the... We'll do the uh, <laughs> Pick trash. me out a winner, Marissa. Uh, hang on a second here. I got to move this thing. Take and I got to Take move... that. You need my soldering gun over there? Nope. I got it right now. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Temple Football. Temple Football battles Tulane this Saturday at noon at Lincoln Financial Field, sponsored by Vantage. Uh, Bring a canned food item to the game and save $5 on tickets. Visit owlsticks.com. Well, now all the phone lines are lit up. (laughs) Wow. Something something must be wrong. It's a miracle. Uh, angry Tool fans are taking to social media to vent about a delay in back orders for the first physical edition of the band's recently released album, Fear Inoculum. A second run of the package was made available to order on September 5th after the initial run quickly sold out. But a promised late September ship date for the second pressing has excuse me, come and gone with apparently no one receiving their orders. Now, with the band announcing an entirely different expanded book edition of the album earlier this week, fans took the group uh, uh, the group's Instagram page to chastise the band for not shipping orders of the first edition yet. So, so the fans have started their own angry website called My Ass Succulum. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. They're really pissed. Uh, so we'll see if Tool responds to this or not. Ghost Mastermind Tobias Forge will be honored with the prestigious Platinum Guitar Award this year by STIM, the Swedish Performing Rights Society that protects the interests of authors and publishers of music in Sweden. The Platinum Guitar has been awarded since 2004 uh, to authors who have experienced exceptional success over the year. Forge will receive the award for his uh, success as a music creator. Uh, Thank you for giving me this guitar. Uh, the singer who performs as Cardinal Copius said in a statement, artistry usually involves performing works on stage, but since the songwriting is ultimately the very essence of the business, such a fine award is fantastically meaningful to get as a songwriting artist. Yeah. And then one last uh, story. When Ozzy Osbourne relaunches his No More Tours 2 track in 2020, he'll be joined by special guest Marilyn Manson huh. the North American shows. The rescheduled dates begin on May 27th, and they'll be followed by a European run that was also postponed from the year earlier. Ozzy said about having Manson on the bill, he said, Marilyn is killer live. He's so effing out there, and if I think that, then look out, we're all effed. Manson chimed in saying, I've toured with Ozzy many times. What do you say? <laughs> and it's always been effing spectacular. I'm honored to do it again. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
All right. Uh, it looks like we do have many people who uh, were listening and do know the answer. Oh, my so God. I'm going to go to uh, Vicky and see if we can find the right answer. Hey, Vicky. Hey, good hey, morning. Good morning, Vicky. So we want to know who is the best ass wiper in Hollywood. Is it Ramon? It's Ramon. Ramon! Since you got it right, we are going to give you a Casey Yards Brawler perfect for fall and tailgates. And Yards Brawler is the Philly beer with the knockout flavor. Look for it in the orange case wherever fine beers are sold, including Yards Brewing Company at 5th and Spring Garden Street. So congratulations. With that, we're going to take one more break. And when we get back, we will give away our Word of the Week prize, and then we'll hand the helm of MMR to the one and only Pierre Robert. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hey, gang, starting Monday, December 2nd, we are camping out and broadcasting our show from Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. It's Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance and fueled in part by Energy Transfer. Now, join us for special guests each morning inside the warm confines of the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent with free hot coffee from Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Join us on site and drop off your non-perishable food donations at the General Building Contractors Association Demolish Hunger Donation Area. Camp out would not be possible without the generosity of you, our great friends and listeners, and our partners. Comcast Spectacor and Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Precision Solutions, Acme Markets, Keen Compressed Gas, Ashley Home Stores, and Indre Recording and Production. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Mick and the fellas on 93.3 WMMR. Beasts of Burden. As we are coming to the end of our program, 26 minutes after 10 o'clock on a Friday morning, weekend laid out before us. Uh, we have partly cloudy skies, 53 is the high, and it is a tool weekend. You know, I should have mentioned that in music news. Uh, but yes, a tool weekend this weekend on MMR. It will begin today. Let me, let me get the official information. I want to make sure you got it all right. If it is indeed here, hang on a second here. I don't see it anywhere. We have to get it right first. Yep, I got to make sure I get it right first. We don't go unless we get it right. If you've learned anything about this show, it's that we're 100% accurate all of the time. About everything. Everything. Of course you know that. No I mean, matter what we're saying. Honestly. Come to learn that. That's why we're cited as a source on multiple... Well, Search engines. I don't have the info, but anyhow. Totally it's Wiki good. and then Preston and Steve <laughs> Exactly. Show. Got it. Uh, but I do know this, that we have a new Daily Rush video that's out, and it's called Delco Hot. Delco Hot. <laughs> Without all the makeup, Kylie Jenner isn't hot. She's only Delco Hot. Uh, so you can now see that video at PrestonandSteve.com, and it is sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. I understand Doodle Peen is also a popular... Uh... Yep. Video that's tearing it up. Doodle so. Peen is quite funny. So uh, <laughs> if you haven't had a chance to see the latest videos, make sure you take a look at them and uh, feel free to peruse some of our backlog stuff as well. And on Xfinity, you can uh, check the weekly rush. Out. I love that. Love that that yeah. feature. I do too. Uh, so thank you to our guests. Uh, thank you. First of all, we had a listener, Ryan Schott, who came by. Yeah. And he's starting a campaign for uh, Wawa. To have more Twitter followers than Sheets. He is, was astounded, and we as well, to find out that Sheets had five over 500,000 uh, followers and Wawa uh, about 350,000 followers. Significantly fewer. 
We thought that was, uh, we agreed with his assessment. That is bizarre and, 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 and criminal. I think there are way more. Are there more Wawa's There are more Wawa's. There's, there's, I don't know, but to, to my mind, just thinking about it, it appears that there are. It feels that way. I don't want to live in a world where that's not the case. Uh, so anyhow, uh, what he's done is started a campaign to get Wawa more Twitter followers and sheets. If Wawa is able to do that by December 6th, he's going to donate $10,000 to the Camp Out for Hunger. That's Awesome. We would like for you to follow uh, uh, Wawa on Twitter, therefore, uh, and help us out and help Wawa out and help out Ryan as well. So. Is, is it easily accessible if you want to do it off our page? Yeah, it's a top link on PrestonSteve.com, right. and uh, we put it up on social media as well, so it's really easy to do. And then just at the end of the day, like we said, follow Wawa, and um, and we're going to keep in touch with Ryan over the next few weeks and hopefully see him during camp out as well. Cool. Yeah, All maybe right. you can share it with some uh, celebrities. Yes. yes. People yeah. and ask them to share it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Johnny Knoxville has a Wawa tattoo. He oh, does. Yeah. He'd be the send it to him, and he's, he knows this area. He knows us. He would be perfect for that. You're yeah. right. You're right, Kath. Uh, thank you to uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn, who was on the show from the WWE. They did a little video. Uh, they did for Wawa. Yeah. To get more followers. Uh, so we hope that's going to happen. Don't forget that uh, it's uh, the Friday night party at the Wells Fargo Center. They have that live tonight. And you can get tickets at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. It's great. Uh starts 745. And thank you to John O'Hurley. <laughs> was awesome. Uh, he, he did a Bill Weston thing for us that was just a scream. awesome. <laughs> and he is host appearing his annual national dog show. It's Saturday and Sunday at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. Tickets at nds.nationaldogshow.com. Or you can get them at the door as well. So it was great to have Bill, him by here. Bill came in after and uh, and met his uh, counterpart. And I believe you have a picture of them side by side. Really? Yeah. And, and John, John says... Uh, it's as if I'm looking in the mirror. Oh, it's great. <laughs> he's so great. good. Yes. <laughs> like, as yep. soon as Bill walked in, he knew. <laughs> yep. He's like, oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> How you doing, Pierre? Excellent. That was very funny. Yeah, that was very, uh, very funny. That was probably my favorite part of the day. Today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, how you doing, man? Excellent. It's Wonderful. A, it's going to be warmer today. It's sunny. Yep. It's a perfect fall day. Life is good. It's Friday. What could be wrong? Well, our phone lines are already lighting up, so they want a letter. You ready? Ready. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by the letter. N as in notorious. All right, and we can take caller number seven and see if you happen to know the word of the week. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. And let's give you that prize if you indeed are correct. So, uh, was that right? It is a tool weekend this weekend, right? That was last weekend. Last weekend? We did a big tool weekend. It's not a tool weekend. It's not a tool weekend, but if you have tools, use them. Use them, please. Because they're important. Okay. So we had. Go ahead. Nothing. No, in just case he had to step away. So there was a little bit of a. He had had a little uh, obligation he had to go to. And so uh, Marissa stepped up, and there's been a little. uh, no, it was just me having a brain fart is what okay. it was. So I it just I, I thought it was a tool weekend. I'll tell you what kind of weekend it is, though. It is a saint weekend. Oh, my God. It's this, uh, this saint evening. tonight. Saint yes. tonight. At the Roxy. At Chaps. Chaps. Also, <laughs> formerly the Roxy. <laughs> You're doing a workforce block of saint later today? I was going to, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I was planning to attend, but, I'm, uh, but I, I now can't because I'm going to see... Uh, 
Warren Haynes um, and Don was the famous producer there recreating uh, the last waltz from the band down at the Academy. Really? Or, yeah. That sounds horrible <laughs> <laughs> compared to Saint. All right. Um, it was a very tough call. No, that's cool. Well, we'll be playing. We'll be playing in December in Phoenixville. So I right? want to introduce you sometime. Oh my God! Uh, I would. The like, guys would freak out if you did that. I would like to come on and okay. go, ladies and gentlemen. Saint, yeah, good delivery. I think I could do it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. You've done it for. Listen, you're you're writing liner notes for major bands, so <laughs> this is not uh, not yeah. not something that's difficult for you. I heard you're going though tonight, Steve. I, I'm going, my, and Claire's going. My wife. We're going to go have a dinner early and then hang out for the nice. show. Are you going to introduce them? I don't think so, right? Not unless you want me to. I will. Well, they have intro yeah. music. They, they, I they think there's a, a whole presentation. The, the dancing girls. And Rat the band the girls. gets off the stage at uh, 7.45. Right. There's a, a bit of a turnover. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Flashpots. Yeah. yeah. The explosions. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that whole video presentation. Right. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> And you have the music. Well, you have our. Where's your sting? You should play, I, just play that. Casey's usually got. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, man. It's and, not this, is it? Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. There it is. <laughs> now that's what I call music. <laughs> <laughs> well, turn it up. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what's on the program today? Uh, we've got my last pair of tickets for the Black Crows. Uh, you guys announced them on Monday, and uh, they went on sale on Monday. Kind of unusual. We've had them all this week, and one more pair today for the show next July. Uh, we have workforce. I know it's bizarre. We have workforce blocks of uh, live who are uh, going to be uh, playing at the Parks Casino in February, and I think they went on sale this morning at 10 a.m. Uh, Bam Bam has those to give away later on this evening. By the way, Jackson, I think, does have a pair of tool tickets. Uh, one more pair of tool okay. tickets to give away today. That might have been what I was thinking. That I think that's what you're thinking. Um, and I'll have a block of the Beatles, and I'll have a block of Sting, because at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City tonight and at the Met on Mon- uh, Sunday. So it'll be fun. Phenomenal. Thank yeah. you, Pierre. Let's see if we can get a winner. We're looking for caller number seven, and let's go to Peggy. Hi there, Peggy. Good morning. How are you? Great. If you give us that special word, it can be great for you, too. What's our word of the week? Elton. Great day in the morning. Correct. Peggy, you got Elton, and you now have a $500 Ashley Home Stores gift card. So you are good to go. If you need any new furnishings, you are set, my dear. Congratulations. I sure do. Thank you. Excellent. Hang on just a second. We'll get all that information and make sure we take care of you. Don't forget that you can stop in any of the 11 area Ashley Home Stores now through December 30, November 30th and register to win the green room furniture that will be set up at the camp out for hunger. The sofa, love seat, coffee table, end tables, and lamps can all be yours. Ashley Home Stores, a proud sponsor of the Camp Out for Hunger. I'm going to take this moment to thank our sponsors. Best and Steve Show is brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking. Fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also brought to you by Chorus Photography, the official photographers of the Preston and Steve Show. And by Meineke, America's choice for auto repair. Uh, next week, Casey's out. I don't. I don't have our list of what we have next week, but I'm sure we got some fun stuff planned. A lot of so stuff. Make sure you tune in. That's it. We are done. Rage on, and have yourself a great weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye bye. <laughs>